All right. Are we ready? We're rolling. We're rolling. Okay. Are you guys uh, on mic? Yeah. Good we to go. I like to get a little like preamble with that's just kind of general chit chat. So that's good. That's good. Right. That's quality. Yeah. Welcome back to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode 65. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm the only, feel like the only standing Dance Robot Dance founding member left this week. Uh, Tim and Christy are both away. Uh, Christy's super busy with, she had improv, I believe, tonight or tomorrow so break a leg and i think something for her her mom's memorial memorial ceremony order of canada thing i think is this weekend as well Mm -hmm. so she's super busy and tim is vacationing as per usual lazy bastard (laughs) (laughs) so we're doing a topic that tim wanted to do or has been waiting to do because he's away and he left me here by myself he can suck it but i'm not actually by myself this week i'm here again with my brother paul hello and we have a guest with us. Hello. That was Becky, Paul's best friend. Yeah, my best yeah. friend for more than 10 years now. More than 10 years. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell everybody how you know each other? Well, we were both in the Brock University English program. And we were introduced to each other by a mutual friend, my my best friend from elementary school from ages and ages ago. And uh, we met at the Brock Skybar Lounge. The Skybar Lounge, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe we started talking about the topic of today's show. And uh, we were fast <laughs> friends ever since. Ever since. Yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good. So Becky's been a family friend. I'll say friend because I don't want to get into the acquaintance conversation. We're not doing that not do it. <laughs> via podcast. No. Yeah, Becky. Becky likes to pretend that she's also my friend, but we're just acquaintances. We're not doing this. And we're not doing it. We're not, we're not doing, doing it. it. We're doing it. We're it's not funny. doing this. Switzerland quality quality <laughs> podcast right oh, here. Oh my god! Where we argue about this for ten minutes. Oh boy! This is like me and Becky's longest standing like shtick. It's good times. It's a good time. Close acquaintances. Good. No, I don't know how it works. There's good. We're be friends. Scale. We're friends. Good acquaintances, close acquaintances, yes, that I see relatively frequently. Actually, I probably see her more than I see my actual friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to even. Not going to no no not engaging. Not going to take the bait. That's not unfortunate. Engaging. Nope. Um, okay, so we <laughs> are going to forego our usual news and nonsense, but we want to get Becky a, a, a feel for being on the show. Becky is a listener. Just so we all know. I am a long-time listener. Oh, long, she likes to say long-time. How long? What was the first episode you listened to, Becky? The first one. You listened to that shit show? I did. That's unfortunate. I listened to the whole thing. I was so drunk on that episode. <laughs> Does it show? It showed. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. There was actually a, uh, a, a I don't want to say bonus episode, but like a, a lost episode that we recorded right after we recorded the first episode. Where all of us were like shit-faced. It, was, it fell apart and got racist real fast. As things are always do, do um, dance robot dance. Uh, it wasn't Christy who uh, <laughs> incited that racism that night, though. So hi, Christy. I we love she, you, Christy. Hi, loves, Christy. She loves it when I Remote. tell everybody about how racist she is. Yeah. Um. But we're we're gonna get Becky like in the loop, so she knows she knows the basics. So we're gonna do Geek of the Week this week. Um. So we're gonna start with Becky. So Becky, oh, what okay. was the geekiest thing you did? I get. We'll just go with this week. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do this week. Um, so this week, the geekiest thing probably is that I picked back up on Pokemon Go. 
Oh no. I, My co-host will love you. <laughs> it's I don't know if that's just super 2016 at this point if it's even it's pretty as 2016. popular anymore, but no, I don't even know how or why it happened. I just opened up the app and things playing. spiraled from there. So I've been hunting Pokémon all over Niagara. So is this because I Paul has been unfortunately talking about Pokémon this week too because I guess there's some special event going on? Yeah, there's uh at EB Games, they are uh, uh, releasing a mythical Pokemon, which usually are only given away on the in the main series games via special events through EB Games or GameStop or via the uh, the mystery gift option on the the Game Boy games, so or the DS games or the 3DS games, whatever. So. Uh, I got myself, well, I do not have a Mars Shadow yet, but I have the serial codes for it, so that's pretty great. And uh, this is um, in anticipation of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out next month, so uh, I'm going to have a brand new set of Pokemon games to play, but that's, uh, yeah, that's not my, my geek, geek of the week. I stopped playing Pokemon Go <laughs> a long time ago. Um, because, you should pick it back up. Uh, I don't know. It's just fun. Is it? You should do it. Is it fun? I'm not sure about that. It's I don't know. It's so Christy love it. Well, Christy quit too. Yeah, but you just always pick it back up. That's what I learned. I this guess week. I never. I never started playing it. I'm not a Pokemon guy. Yeah. I, I, I just missed it. I, I missed that boat. I still think Niantic's original game Ingress is a much better designed game, um, and it's the same game basically. It's just more fun and kind of more, kind of more sci-fi, like cyberpunk kind of thing, where it's like you're breaking down portals and it's a two team opposition game instead of, you know, catching Pokemon, which I thought would be really appealing. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I really wanted Pokemon go to be something and it wasn't what I wanted it to be, I guess. So I just play the main games. Cool. What about, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about Pokemon go style there? Uh, Bex? Me? Uh, did you get any cool Pokemon? Well, I so I have been evolving Eevees this week mm. all over the place. Okay. Um into all the different evolutions. I'm very proud. Yeah, did you get all three of the main ones? There's five there's, there's five, five. In Pokemon Go. There are five with the with the update with the um the second gen, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um so I have the the three. Okay. The main three. The main the original Jolton, three. Jolteon. Jolton. Uh, and vape and vaporeon and flareon and flareon. There are a total in the the main series games. There's a total of eight evolutions now. Um, wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. We have a nerd alert. That's a nerd alert. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. on this podcast, you have to go real far to get a nerd alert on Dance Robot Dance. That's what this podcast is, is for. Pretty much, it's about being a nerd. But that was that's this, that's pretty far there. This is pretty baseline knowledge if you played no. the Pokemon main series. No, which, that it is baseline which knowledge. Millions of people buy those games. It's one of the best selling Nintendo franchises. Oh, I'm well aware. Currently. Absolutely. I'm well aware. So you know, absolutely it's bothersome to me. That's mm-hmm. fine. There's yeah, always so a good time to talk about Pokemon. All right, Paul. What's your geek of the week? My geek of the week is a uh, generational thing because, you know, since I've been back to Canada, um, I've been able to interact with our cousins 
kids and the younger generation of our the family. younger generation the yeah oh, not our kids obviously not our kids none of us have any the, yeah we don't do that so um <laughs> i um i had my switch with me and i had pokemon tournament dx who got you that switch oh my my family particularly my brother got me a nintendo was. switch for my birthday Goddamn right i did um, my, yeah, for your birthday yeah, it's pretty much get me a switch while I'm in North America. It just oh. happened to be around your birthday. Yeah, it was very kind. It was very kind. Which means you don't have to pay for it. I got mom yeah. to pay for most of it. Basically. There you go. So, um, because I had I had Mario Kart uh, Deluxe, Deluxe. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I had Pokemon Tournament Deluxe, and Breath of the Wild. I'm saving Breath of the Wild for my plane ride well, home. You're saving the first 10 hours of Breath of the Wild for your plane ride exactly. home. Exactly. The next 200 you're going to have to do on your own time. Which is totally fine by me. It gives me something to do. But uh, yeah, I, as I was playing po- uh, Pokemon Tournament DX, uh, our cousin's uh, daughter was watching me play and she seemed to know Pokemon pretty well. Well, they have 3DSs with Sun and, Sun and Moon, Moon on. Oh, yeah. Okay. And a lot of... Because they tried to show it to me one time and I was just like, yeah, it's Pokemon thing's not my thing. You want to play Mario? Let's play Mario. Yeah. Mario is my jam. So Pokemon Tournament DX being made by the same people who made Tekken, it's a 3D fighting game, not a, a turn-based RPG. Um, it was more reactionary, but it was just fun to watch her play. She played with like every single one of the Pokemon characters that you can use it, and she was wailing on uh, the various characters. She really liked beating up Charizard, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, awesome. She's that was her main target, but otherwise, uh, it was just nice to like, I don't know, pass that on for a, yeah, it's, a short it's, time. It's, it's been uh, since I got the Switch. Um, I've gone down a couple times with it. And like you saw, like obsessed with Ben, like with Bennett was right. Like mm-hmm. he loves it. So like the first time I got it, I brought it down, and they, I had the, I set it up just in the back of the porch because it was summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our grand, our grandpa and grandma had this awesome closed in de- deck kind of thing on the back of their house that we just kind of like the family, like we all kind of gather whenever we gather. Mm-hmm. And um, I brought my switch over and I set them up with just the Joy Cons and it was just like here. Play Mario Kart 8 and shut up because you're driving everybody crazy running around. And they just sat there for like hours, just like totally into like Mario Kart 8. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 and I, then, uh, I could see the appeal of having children in that regard. But at the same time, I'm like, I really like the idea of giving them back after it's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. No, I love those. I love those, especially those two kids, like John's kids, especially. Right? Yeah. They're sweet kids. Hilarious. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the them playing video games was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, as for me, I guess are you done? We good? I'm done. Yeah. All right, please. cool. As for me, um, Paul recommended a show to me when he first got back into town, which I proceeded to binge this past weekend, so last weekend. Ooh. Um, so I watched all of the first season of The Good Place, which I now highly hey. recommend to everybody it's because so it is so goddamn funny. Um, it's a I don't know how to describe it. It's a metaphysical comedy. A metaphysical comedy. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's the word. I'm trying to sell it to people, not make them fucking uh, not want to watch it. Okay. It's a Kristen Bell vehicle that is really, really damn good. Yeah. It's a Kristen Bell vehicle where she has, I think the, the first episode, it's not a spoiler. It's kind of part of the promo package yeah. now where she has died and gone to the good place, but then realizes that she died at the exact same time as somebody with the exact same name as her. And she got places switched with this person. So she doesn't actually belong in heaven or whatever you want to call it. The good place, the I good guess. Place. Yeah. And um, wackiness ensues. Wackiness ensues. Oh, so, man. but yeah. like, it's it's a pretty funny, 
like vehicle for her and she's spectacular like Kristen Bell is I mean I'm a long time Kristen Bell fan obviously because Veronica Mars and yep I may have a different tact for why I like her than you guys do, but that's... It's her acting there. ability, right, Mark? Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. Her, it's her acting ability. Actually, that was what got... Like, that's what hooked me, and then I came around for the tiny, hot blonde. That's, yeah. Doesn't hurt anything. I will never... Um, I, I'm always a huge Kristen Bell like proponent. People really under, underestimate her for some reason. But, well, it's because she married Dax Shepard, so her taste in men is like at best mediocre. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but she was amazing as Veronica Mars. She was? She was amazing in Frozen. Yeah. She was amazing in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. She's amazing in The Good Place. She yeah. is, and even in her interviews, like remember the sloth Ellen DeGeneres video? Yes. where she, she is just one of the most charming, lovable individuals that I've ever seen in like in the public sphere and i just every i am always pro Kristen bell forever yeah i will just also mention that she was the narrator to gossip girl oh yeah and the best part of that show and then she ended up being a man because gossip girl Spoilers? was uh, the gossip girl is something you can spoil because it's been done so. for a long time and it was garbage so and it, was bad. it was terrible she was the best part yeah of that show yeah and Oh, so but good place. Yeah, so the good place is like awesome. It's got it's got Ted Danson and a bunch of other actors that are not as well known, but like I can't. I wish I remember that her name. I should have looked it up. The the character, the actress who plays Janet, the is it Janice or Janet? Janet. Janet, the uh, artificial intelligence like Alexa that runs the good place is hilarious. She's so funny. And um, Tahani. Tahani is my favorite. She is. She's she's a. Gorgeous Indian In, like, woman. Is she Indian, I believe she's something like that. Pakistani, yeah, I so. maybe. I don't know. Like she's British, so I would imagine. Yeah, she's I guess Indian, yeah, British, like yeah. whatever. But either way, she's like six feet tall. Like Kristen Bell calls her Kristen Bell, who is notoriously like five foot nothing. Like like what well, constantly refers to her as the the beautiful giraffe that walks around the good place <laughs> because she's this like tall gazelle woman, like yeah, who's hilariously oblivious to the fact that she's a terrible fucking piece of shit. But yeah. like, does all this good stuff for people? It's so yeah. funny. She's re- yeah. The the setup for the show is fantastic, yeah. and I just it's so and it's so brilliantly well written too. Like that's the best part of it. Like it's just written like exactly yeah the perfect way all the time. And you know, it, it's one of those shows where you know the writers have a plan. Kind of like I don't know. There are some sitcoms that are so episodic, and this one has is definitely it's like so serialized. Hard. Like you have to watch every episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can't miss an episode. Yeah, but it's all. It's like it's definitely it's a binge show. Like it's a good Netflix. Like, well, it's like I guess it would be not even six hours because it's twelve episodes of like thir- twenty two minutes a piece. So yeah, you can blaze through it in like four hours. Or yeah, it I was had awesome. A, I had a rough time watching that week to week because I was just I I, I I don't like watching it week to week. I think I'm just gonna binge. Like I started watching this season. Like I've caught up to this season. Like up to episode. Well, I'm at two four. I think two five is out now. Yeah, but uh, I don't like watching it week to week. So I'm like, I'm just gonna save the rest of the season and then start it again when uh, it's all over. Because mm. too funny. But uh, week to week, like, there's so much going on. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, I'm trying. And I think to- I watched the same episode twice and was like, was because they jump back and forth in the timeline so much. I'm like, oh, eventually this is gonna change, right? Like, this is this is the next episode. I'm like, I may just have been fucking stoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So yeah, so that's it. So let's get to the meat of the episode then. The meat of the episode. (gasps) Vampire meat. 
Well, I'm glad somebody did a sting because I sure as fuck wasn't going to do a sting. <laughs> Someone had to do the sting. <laughs> somebody had to do the sting. I did the sting. Um, that's what I think. That's the one thing that lacks when uh, Tim and Christy aren't around is I refuse to do weird voices on the show. Um, so the the meat of the episode is the long threatened, but we don't have we one of our members doesn't like refuses to watch the show. We've been wanting to talk about this forever, and I have two. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but like enthusiasts, enthusiasts of, uh, I think generally Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but like maybe we'll kind of broadly talk about the Buffy verse as a whole. I think I've got some questions that kind of like will vacillate between just Buffy specifically and then some like broader stuff that includes Angel and maybe, maybe the comics we can get into a little bit if we yeah. want to chat about that garbage I mean, pile. But. I think we all love both shows very much. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like that's what I wanted to start with this week. Um and we'll start with Becky cuz she's very quiet for a uh, for a guest. You're I'm just trying to stay behaved. Shy shy time. <laughs> well, it's just it's very off-putting. Uh Becky usually is our friend or acquaintance that Mark never stops talking. <laughs> 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 Um, so we'll start with Becky. Uh, Becky, <laughs> yes. when did you start watching Buffy? I started watching Buffy not from the beginning, unfortunately. Uh, blasphemer. I know. I came into it in season two. Okay. Uh, my first episode was Phases. Oh, interesting first okay, episode. Yeah. Interesting first episode. That was yeah. the first, and it was obviously not on purpose. It just happened yeah. to be the first episode that I saw on TV. Now, would... I guess we wouldn't. You wouldn't have been able to really go back and rewatch the early no, stuff and right away, right? That's the thing. Because the box set, the first season box set, didn't come out until season two was done, if I'm not mistaken. No, no so way later than that. Way, they had the way v- later. VHS. No, they like had the, the, the VH. They did. They released a couple of VHS box sets first. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so actually, the first time I ever saw some of the season one episodes, uh, was on that box set, the mm. season one box set that came out. So it was like finding gold whenever they would do reruns. Yeah. Is a lot of the times when I would see yeah, the earlier first, episodes. Yeah, like the first episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my first episode, Phases. Did you stumble on it by accident? Was it a word of mouth recommendation or? I stumbled on it by accident, actually. Mm. I used to, um, so I was in grade eight. I believe, oh, or no, grade seven. Grade seven when we and yeah. yes, and I used to do my homework at the coffee table in front of the TV, and I just flipped channels, and I came upon what's homework? What's homework? What's homework? I don't what even think that? I did. I think I don't even think I did homework in university. Like I was just <laughs> I was the worst student. So <laughs> I was a great student. I yeah. used to re-edit and recopy my notes. Um, oh, yeah. Nerd alert! I was that nerd. Um, so yeah, I just stumbled upon. Buffy, it just kind of happened. I got into it that episode, and I just kept watching every awesome. week. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Paul? I was the earliest possible kind of adopter to Buffy the Vampire Slayer because my sister and I especially, but Mark too, uh, were fans of the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie starring Christy Swanson and Donald Sutherland. Um, and, and, Paul Luke Rubens. and Luke Perry. And Luke Perry. Luke Perry. And uh, who played... The main vampire. It wasn't Paul. I was. Oh, God. What the hell is his name? Yeah. Who played Lothos? Yes. That was, I was trying to remember what his name was. Lothos. Lothos. I Buffy. can't think of. I can't think of who that. That was. was he was really famous in uh, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Yeah. That's Very what I was going to say. <laughs> it's fucking. Uh, isn't he fucking Blade Runner? 
Yeah, and yes. yeah, famous, famously in Blade Runner, right? So. Blade Runner, and he was in Batman Begins. Oh my God, he's been in everything. Well, that's right, because he's the uh, the boss, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we used to watch that movie as like our Saturday morning, waiting for the parents to get up out of bed, eating breakfast, and just before Bummer. the before the cartoon started movie. That was among many. There were, and they varied a lot in quality and genre. Like, well, Pretty qual- Woman was. They one didn't. Of them. They didn't generally vary in quality very much. They were always usually pretty fucking terrible. Uh, I will stand by the quality of Pretty Woman as a Julia Ro- a Julia Roberts vehicle. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's definitely like <laughs> it fluctuated, but it was mostly pretty like. Like popcorn movies, but Clueless, I will. B-movies, Clueless. Yeah. Clueless, Clueless was a little later, though. Like, I was well into high school when Clueless came out. Wasn't that 95? 95. Okay, 95. so I was in grade yeah, nine. It was, it was grade nine. Never mind. Um, so once I heard that there was going to be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show, I was on it. Like, I used to watch. There was the uh, premiere on. It was on the new VR. It was on YTV as well. It was. It was YTV. I remember watching the rerun of it because you were like, you were all about it. Yeah. And like, I generally, as well as this is back then. So. I used to take Paul's recommendations with a grain of salt when he was like, not even. <laughs> this a was nineteen ninety seven, so this was I was deep into my Dragon Ball anime, Pokemon, Pokemon phase. phase so. so sometimes watching TV with Paul in the in those days could be uh, a harrowing prospect. I had my moments, but, but we all we, did. We, we I all think did. I just happened to be sitting down and watching it when he put it on, and I was like, well, first of all, that girl's very pretty, mm-hmm. and second of all, this is kind of fun. And yeah. it's all about vampires and stuff. And I like the I love the movie. Yeah. Um, because it's And weren't you already into your Anne Rice phase at that point? Oh, I was, was very much into my Anne Rice phase. Yeah, because of, when did the interview with the vampire come well, out? Well, that comes out in like that came out in the seventies. Uh, no, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the, the movie, movie was like ninety three, ninety two, ninety three, yeah. ninety four, somewhere okay. in there. So um yeah, so Yeah, it would have been ninety I'm trying doing it based on Guns N' Roses chronology because that's when that that sounds. <laughs> Use your illusion. Well, it's post Use your illusion, right? Like the, yeah. that was the last thing they recorded before like fucking Slash quit. So yeah, like '93. Yeah. So I I was an early adopter to Buffy, and I remain a staunch supporter of the Buffyverse to this day. Yeah. As do I. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later because yeah. yeah. we have other things to talk about when it comes to that. We sure do. So I yes, yeah, so like Paul um, Paul and I's Buffy. Me getting hooked on that show was very much connected to Paul watching in the house with me. So yeah, and then um, every Tuesday night it was you and I and our mom. Mom, yeah. Who we would watch it every. Who Tuesday. I offered a microphone to tonight, but she refused. So yeah. like, I think we've got we've got her on mic once on the podcast so far. So I think this yeah you'll get her on here. I think she's I think she's scared of doing being on the podcast. Yeah. Cool. So I have a series of questions that I've already asked the guys, and we've been discussing like what to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Buffy first, specifically, and then we'll kind okay. of broaden things out a little bit. So on Buffy, who's your favorite character, Becky? That's a tough one. It is. That's why I asked it I've like an hour ago so that I you know, could think about it. I know, and I've been thinking about it. You know, on Buffy specifically? On Buffy specifically, yeah. I've always loved Rupert Giles. Mm, interesting. Um, Cordelia was also always On Buffy, a you liked her? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I knew that she had so much potential. Okay. I knew that she was going to grow. Mm-hmm. And why Giles? Giles is Giles. He's so charming. He's but so charming and upon. smart and and. He didn't, become my, he didn't become my favorite till they started like delving into his backstory. Like when I started finding out about his like 
Constantini. Oh yes, the Dark Age. The Dark Age the dark stuff. Age. That's when the I was dark like, age, oh, Ethan Rain. So they they lifted he because to be fair, they did lift a big portion of his backstory right out of Constantine. That's true. They sure did. Like that is a giant fucking lift right out of uh, old Alan Moore Constantine or. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have been Alan Moore. It that. sure is, but you just roll with it. Yeah, no, that's fine. And like a lot of characters, like a lot of actually a lot of WB characters, oddly enough, owe a great great debt to Constantine because Castiel, the angel on Supernatural, mm-hmm. his whole look with the the trench coat and the gruff voice and all that stuff is very much he was supposed to be the angel version of Constantine. Like that's what they wanted on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now you mentioned Ethan Rain. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. The first time we get we know about Ethan Rain is the Halloween episode, right? That's when Correct. they first interact yeah. with each other. Season yeah. two, Halloween. Right. Okay. Just just to be he clear. opens the costume shop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's when we first get because he comes back in the dark, and when the, when they do that episode, that they really get into the backstory and like yes. that demon. I can't remember the demon's name specifically offhand. The one that infects Count Jenny, though. Igon. Yeah. Was it Igon? Yeah. Igon. Igon. Okay. First, see nerds. Um, nerds, yeah, nerds. Maybe. Yeah, but because that episode, when they do the the denouement of that episode, is in the like emptied out Halloween store, right? Yes, like, right. That's, yes. So that's that's the only reason I know that, that, that Halloween is first. Yes. Cool. So I also can I also just say I also really loved Oz. Why is it? This is going to sound sexist, but like the girls on my show, I don't know why. Whenever I have an extra girl on the show, whether it be Christy or now Becky. They can't make a decision about like a favorite something. But you know what? How can you? How can you? I think it's. I think you just like this is my favorite. But like, things. That's fluct- my favorite. But things change and things fluctuate, and, and time goes on, and you grow up as you watch the show. And but you, I was just asking you your favorite character. Like right now, who's your favorite character? And you said Giles, but then you said three other people, two other people. I'm just making an observation about the people who I have co-host this show with me for some reason. Well, you go ahead and you make that observation. Thank you. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> All right, Paul. Um, yes, go ahead. Uh, were you going to settle on a Were you going to settle a on a favorite? character? Or if you had to pick one? If like Sophie's choice. If a bunch of people, if those three characters were like kneeled in front of you and each of them had a gun to the back of their heads and you're like, you get to save one of them, who are you saving? Probably Giles. Fair. There you go. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, my favorite character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Willow. Definitely Willow. Yes. Um, I it was a tough call between her and Buffy. Um, I do love Buffy, and I know that she gets a lot of shit as the seasons go on, um, because like they say, like Buffy turns into a bitch, and she kind of does, but she has a good reason for it. But Willow, overall, I was she had one of the most satisfying arcs for me, even. Though um, I really didn't like the execution of Dark Willow, no. I liked the concept of it quite a bit, um, especially with well, magic as an addiction is the magic as an addiction thing didn't work. If they had just changed it so that it was the t- the kind of spells that she was doing instead of like just all spells make her whatever, right? That would have been fine. Um, but I it was like her weird controlling rapey vibe because she was starting to get so powerful. Like that was it was an interesting thing to explore, but I would say like Willow from seasons one through five, I absolutely love watching her character development throughout. She becomes this like really starting off as like the mousiest mouse that ever moused um, from season <laughs> one. And so the softer side of Sears, the softer, yeah, the softer side, side of, of Sears. Sears. Oh Cordelia, and uh, growing into you know the 
from the Halloween episode when she starts wearing the like vampire clothing, the, the crop top, and m- one of my favorite. We'll talk about this later, but season three when she really starts being confident in her uh, magic abilities and just keeps growing, and her, the her relationship with Tara also warms my heart too. So yes. I would say that Willow had my favorite and one of the most complete character arcs and she's just Allison Hannigan always brought it. She was always fun to watch, super sweet, but also like really had some serious depth. Like there's that one moment where she um, found out about Jenny's death and she just breaks down and every, that's what gets me every time. Oh, in that episode. Yes. Yeah. That's why that's my favorite season is yeah. that episode. That And when, when you hear, Allison Hannigan break down like it's not even it's so far in the mix she's always like the um and like this is something they play to a lot later it's like she is so good at playing heartbroken yeah that like you literally like and not even in a pervy way you just like immediately want to grab her and give her a hug and be like it's okay it'll be all right yeah because she's so cute and doe-eyed too you're just like oh it's fine yeah and everything will be all fine and her yeah her grief always seemed so sincere in the show that it was just like yeah it was uh, yeah, I think that yeah, overall Willow on the the original Buffy series, my favorite character. Cool. Well said. Um as for me on on Buffy like the actual show itself, my favorite character is Giles. Um I like that dark side to a character, which I mean if everybody else were here, they would immediately be like, "Oh, of course he likes the <laughs> mysterious past guy." But yeah, it's totally like my uh, my uh, my alley. So especially once I realized that like they had stolen his origin from one of my favorite characters of all time. Like having that lift from Hellblazer does not hurt anything. Mm-hmm. No. But I like the way he developed and became more like fatherly towards Buffy to the point where he re- like at, at in season five when he kills Ben, like realizing that she would not be able to do that herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Him realizing that like he can do that. Yes. And be fine and keep moving. She's a hero. Like, she's a hero. And, like, he's and not, not. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Yes. And we're not. And he fucking smothers him to death. I'm like, that pretty much establishes you as my favorite fucking character in this or show. Or season three, Helpless. Oh, yeah. It's Helpless. But that's the one where he's the in, administering the injections to Buffy for the test. The test. Mm. When she hits her 18th birthday. Yeah. That episode will always be one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. That's an excellent episode. Yeah. Season three had a bunch of, like, season two and three, I feel like, had, like, the best episodes in them. Yeah. Three is actually, three when you look at it is actually like almost like a flawless run. Yeah. I just feel like the highs aren't as high as season two. Like that's where, like we can argue about it later. We'll argue about that later. We can argue about it later, but that's, that's okay. Um, (laughs) So now we've had favorite character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite villain? Okay. I always, we're going to, we just do the same. Are you always going to start with me? Yeah, always. Okay. You're the guest, like guest guest, like you'll probably never be on the show again, so that's fine. Oh, that's, uh, thank you. That's well, you lovely. never know. There's there's hundreds uh, of episodes down the road. I'm sure we will, we'll probably have you on again, but you li- you do live in Ottawa, and it's hard enough getting people coordinated. Are we talking Fair. about, okay, favorite villain, I want to just be clear, is it favorite big bad or favorite one shot? Um, oh, good Or can question. we do both? You can do both. Okay, cool. Because I have an answer for both. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, shoot. Okay. I didn't think about the one can, shot. Can I start then? And can then Paul we'll... start? Sure. Okay. Let Paul start. So if my favorite big bad or villain, like recurring villain, I think is Faith. Even though she... Consider her a big bad? 
the mayor I know was like the the ring leader, but when it came to the main adversary, like Faith was the dragon, and she's yeah. a much uh, and as the uh, the main adversary, it was also the like season. the mirror image of Buffy at that point yeah. too, right? Like playing that that kind of angle. Like if I and I didn't put this in the list, but like favorite recurring, like she is by like fucking leagues, yeah, like by far my favorite recurring character on either show. The way that um. Buffy grow together and apart though in season three. I do like Lila an awful lot. Yeah, Lila's pretty amazing Lila's awesome. But yeah, I love the way that um, Faith is looking to Buffy um, to be a big sister and a role model and Buffy kind of fails her over the course of the season, but we don't really Buffy. Like, Buffy's so selfish. She, but that's Especially at that point, right? Yeah, and that's, but that's nothing like... Buffy already had so much responsibility yeah, to exactly. take on that she didn't really like she was already dealing with the fact that she had to be the one and then when she had to be the ones but also the one's big sister she didn't really know what to do with that and the way that the mayor played off of that made Faith such an interesting character because she was always trying to live up to the perfection of Buffy and that was pretty amazing I lo- I just love Eliza Dushku was great as faith i loved the uh their interactions with each other and whenever faith shows back up on the show it's always a party so always a party yeah faith is my favorite villain um yeah i like and i like her better as an antagonist to buffy than as a uh an ally so that's why she's probably my favorite my favorite one shot villain has to be the gentleman though um the uh like I was thinking, maybe Vampire Willow from Doppelgangland, uh, which was all—that's my pick. That that is yes, a big one. Yes. But I think, that, although she's not really one shot because she shows up twice. She shows up a couple times. Yeah, she shows up in the Wish, and she shows up in. Uh, so she would be a recurring villain. But I would say that for Monster of the Week, the gentleman made their presence felt. I think Hush is still considered one of the most classic Buffy episodes. Yeah, and um, they're this. The way that they were styled, the way that uh, the art direction surrounding them, um, it was they were just so effectively executed that they still the the concept of them still creeps me out. Yeah. So I really like. I think that the gentleman as a concept is one of the best monsters they've ever created. Um, but when it comes to a a recurring villain, more than any of the other big bads, like Faith and the Mayor, but particularly Faith. Okay. So who's next? Becky. You next. Me next. Yeah. I'll go well, last. we said recurring. So recurring is definitely like, I love vampire, like vampire Willow. Like I love that. Like they hinted her, like her being a lesbian and like she gets all weird. I'm kind of like gay. That. Yeah. I think I'm kind of gay. gay. I'm kind of gay. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> we have that in common. Oh my God. <laughs> I should have just done that solo episode where I get blazed and fucking ramble about Pearl Jam or something like that. It's too late now. It's too late now. We're in it. Um, yeah. So like recurring villain, I think I'm trying to think of the other ones. I'm sure I'm missing somebody that would be fucking awesome that I like can't Spike remember. Like Spike and Drusilla and Angel or? Well, yeah, I, I, just, just a little bit. See, because Spike is like. I do love those vampires. Because my favorite big bad is Angelus. Like the season two run, like I think that's like mm. because I like season two so much. Yeah. Like season two is like my favorite Buffy season. Um, that I I think the Angelus like Spike Drusilla kind of triumvirate is pretty un- in like unimpeccable kind of thing in yeah. terms of like just how awesome they are as a as a unit and stuff like that. And like I love the dynamic between. 
it's not even the dynamic between Angel and Buffy that really gets me going. It's like the dynamic between Spike and Buffy or Spike and Angel. Spike and Angel, Spike yes. And Angel. Which they build on so effectively, like going forward too, where it's like it's just this constant like yeah. I really liked the early Spike and Buffy though. Like before yeah. they we got into before the later they stuff. before they ruined Spike, right? Yeah. yeah. But when like the he had a lot of respect for Buffy. Like I remember when he's watching the video of her in the yeah. pumpkin patch fighting, he's like, "Oh, she's really tricky." Like he really he sees the potential in her. Yeah. And so he sees her as an adversary, someone yeah. as opposed to like the master who always looked down on Buffy. Uh, yeah, the master was just like that. That first season is so like it's just like we're gonna play the camp kind of like yeah. hard on everything. So I think like it was season two when they were like, oh, we're we can do something more serious, more interesting with this show as opposed mm-hmm. to just like really on the nose allegory for like monsters in high school and stuff like that. So it's definitely something where you're like, yeah, I think Spike was like I, Spike. I don't know that whole season like that. That's my pick mm-hmm. is like especially Angelus. Yeah. And especially the way they play him because he gets a lot more time to develop, obviously. You know what I mean? Like you get to play with Angelus a lot in terms of like Angel's character arc because he's the longest lasting most episodes kind of guy like, yeah. where he's on his own show and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's my that's my so a recurring vampire I wish I had a list of all the recurring ones because I'm sure there's somebody in there that I really like that makes me Ethan Rain maybe or... Rain is good like I liked Ethan Rain he shows up a couple times mm-hmm. it's pretty enjoyable I liked I, I did like Mr. Trick at the beginning of season oh, three Mr. Mr. Trick was fun you know what I mean like Mr. Trick's yeah. pretty cool who else there's not really any other like recurring villains. I like. What about Luke from season one? No, I don't like <laughs> no. that. That actor, I always remember that because that actor was so huge and part of like he was one of the bounty hunters in X Files, and he also recurred in Buffy itself as the judge in season two. Yeah, yeah. he sure did. Yeah, a lot he of, sure re- did. A lot of recycled actors. In, a lot of re- no, both shows, Buffy. especially those. Well, actually, all four of his shows really. Mm. Right. How about Harmony as a uh, recurring villain? How about Harmony? I don't know. Do you consider her a villain as, or as a... Sometimes. Maybe a foil or something? A, mo- like a foil, definitely. A foil. But yeah. she tried she was so hard to be a villain. Oh, yeah, but she's just she so did. bad she at it. She wanted it so bad. <laughs> so bad at it. She wanted it. And all she managed to do was look cute the whole time. That's yeah. about all she did. Although, that fight with Xander, epic. Oh, The fight with the, Xander. The, the slap fight? The slap fight. It's barely a slap Very. fight. It's more of a hair pulley kind of pinchy fight, looks yeah. like. Not that's that barely a fight. That was pretty awesome. All right, uh, yeah. So like, I'm sure there's another recurring villain that I'm thinking about. Like, I, Vampire Willow does fucking stand out as mm-hmm. like awesome. And then like main villain, like I always go to Angelus because I love Angelus. Yeah. I don't think they ever had a villain that was like as personally tied to Buffy. Yeah. Ever yeah. again. Like maybe Faith. Faith close. Faith Faith's close. But like yeah. the betrayal, especially that young kind yeah. of thing. And that's the one thing. Like I should note. Um, I should have said this beforehand. Is it like you guys were a lot younger than those characters? You were the same age. I'm the same age oh, right. as Buffy, right? So, like, as they were going through high school, I was going through high school at the same time. So, all of that was like, man, this is the same fucking hell I'm in right now. Yeah. So, we, it was really We were weird. the same age as Rory Gilmore and Gilmore. We Girls. were. Oh, that, <laughs> we that's, were. That's we were. embarrassing, eh? Yeah. But to be fair, so we were younger, but I do remember when Buffy started university, yeah. I started high school. Okay. So I still identified, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like you, you, you know, identify one of them. It was just, it was really weird watching, like, because it was one of my favorite shows, and it was a bunch, like, a show that all me and my friends watched. Yeah, and like we were like growing up along, like they graduated the year I graduated high school. It was like the weirdest thing. Like, yep. I think I graduated, and then like, or that they graduated on the show, and then like a month later, I was like doing the same thing. I'm like. 
this is weird. Weird. But it was really strange. Were there any one-shot monsters that you thought were like particularly stand Gotta out? love those one-shot monsters. See, like you said the gentlemen. I think that's pretty awesome. I think they were pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I have to, like I should have looked at the list. I didn't look at the list before we did this episode. And you were mentioning, sorry, I want to, just as a tangent from what you said, like the one of the, the villains that were closest to Buffy and Angel and Faith definitely were. This is one of the main reasons that I think that Dark Willow was such a failure was that. Oh, they didn't use like her ties to the group as yeah, much as they could have. Yeah, they really didn't. They really didn't. Like they Well, had, see, the problem is at that, see, that's almost the writers failing themselves on purpose, I feel like, mm. because if she had been at that power level and knew how to fucking play her friends properly mm -hmm. that's game over like yeah. even buffy can't we can't fight that like it was yeah. it would have been too much and uh, but having um buffy and don fighting underground and that one's it was just oh, so poorly executed yeah. oh the yellow yeah. crayon speech Fuck my oh the, yellow, oh, the yeah. yellow crayon yeah let's not get into let's that. not even get yeah. into that <laughs> but go. yeah there's so many there are a lot of fun one-shot villains but yeah. well, we haven't heard becky's like favorite yeah. recurring or uh so, okay, let me just, because I've been thinking about one-shot villains uh, while we were speaking. Can we talk about some of the really ridiculous ones that were super uh, like this, campy like, and Like super the snake fun? that Buffy rides in like the second episode of season five or whatever it is? The snake? Remember that giant like cobra thing? The CG, the shitty CG cobra uh, that like Glory tries to use to oh. track down the key? Yeah. And oh, it's just man. like a really bad animatronic that is then like wide shot it into really bad cgi from like 1990 i guess it's 19 that'd be 2000 i think season five season five would have been season 2001 2001 yeah 2001 yeah, yeah that was that was bad that was yeah. bad um i was more thinking like throwback to like season two like um john ritter as ted oh okay that was pretty <laughs> or... good yeah <laughs> <laughs> little lady <laughs> Little lady. I will always watch that episode. Yeah. Always. It's just so ridiculous. Ted and Bad Eggs, possibly. The Bad Eggs. Bad Eggs. Actually, those two vampires. The Gorches. The Gorch Brothers. Yeah, those yes. guys are pretty fucking funny. And they show up a couple times. Twice. I think they're just twice, twice. yeah. Yeah, it's, well, the, the, one of the Gorches dies, and then he he comes, one of the, the other one comes back with his in the girlfriend. Prom, in the prom episode. The prom episode, because they're hunting down Cordelia and Buffy. Which is a great Season episode. Three. Slayer Fest 98. Yeah. See, Mr. Yeah, Trick, Mr. Trick, man. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Trick's fucking Mr. awesome. Trick. And one of the greatest Cordelia episodes on Buffy. By yeah. Me. One of the most bestest cordelia episodes. bestest yeah bestest i english said majors. it english majors. english majors yeah i was just gonna say english majors yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yes i was thinking back to those types of one shot or even you know some of those other season two um kind oh, like of the fish man throw away the the fish man um, that episode's so bad but i i love there's like there's like a couple really bad episodes in uh season two they're sure bad are. eggs is one bad of them eggs and then the, the some assembly required. Some assembly required. Oh, the the zombie. Yeah, that's the zombie episode where they're cutting up the girls. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's really early in the. It's yes. Really early. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, really yeah, early yeah, yeah, in yeah. the season. When that guy's singing "My Girl" and cutting yes. out the head of Cordelia's. Yeah. Yes. Taking photo taking photos on film, which like, yeah. anachronistic yeah. at best at this yeah. point. It's episode two. Is it episode? Yeah, that's right. It is very early in the season, yeah. right? Yes. Um, there were some, yeah. There were some great. Well, as far as with the first three seasons, and it's like um, our mom notoriously like loves Buffy the way we love Buffy, but like only ever watches the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. And it's like my rewatch pattern is kind of like that, where I d I watch the first three seasons and then I fuck off over to Angel because I prefer. I feel like Angel's the stronger show. As post much as he splits. Yeah. 
as much as I have issues with a lot of season four, the main arc, it has such good individual episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. like like something blue and hush and yeah. things like that that I I Yeah, but it also yeah. There's there's some pretty <laughs> Becky bad keeps inter- stalling. You know what I'm noticing is Becky is stalling answering the question because she is not stalling. she's not actually You're, answered. I'm, I'm yeah. enjoying the conversation. Your conversation. Um okay, so one okay, so a one shot villain, um Gwendolyn Post. Gwendolyn oh, Post. That was, that's a good do pull. we remember good Gwendolyn yeah. Post? We do, yeah. Yes. Um and just Wesley just being so ineffectual. Fluffed. His feathers were just so fluffed when she was around. Was it what and it was Giles? Um, oh yes, that's sorry. Pre, it was pre Wesley. Wesley shows up later. It was before. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. but you're right. But yeah. Giles was just. Oh, he's so perturbed up. the whole time because yeah. she's yes. such a pain in the ass. Yeah, she was such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, sort of villain. I have to say, probably I love Spike. Mm. I love Spike so much. See, but like he's like he's a villain for like half a season, and then like he turns into antihero Spike. Yeah, but yeah, but he's still like until season heart- until season five of Angel when he's just full on dick bag mode, which is like yes, best Spike period. But so. when he first rolls into Sunnydale yeah, and knocks yeah. the school hard, yeah, is hard. one of my favorite episodes. I don't know. There's still like I, there, there's so much stuff that they do to the character by the end of the show, like the thing where he asks her if she likes the Ramones. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> But we're not talking about the end of the show. We're talking about when he first season two when he first shows up. Yeah, no, I love season two. Spike, Drusilla. That's such a good like growing the beard moment, which is like a Star Trek term. Where like in season two of Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, Commander Riker grew the beard, and that was like the show getting good. Like that was when the show got not shitty anymore. Yeah. So like that was kind of Buffy's growing the beard moment was having a not super arch, super campy villain as mm-hmm. like the lead, the, like the main villain. All of a sudden, it was this like weird billy idol fucking punk rock guy like with an english accent and a weirdly creepily sexy fucking girlfriend that like talked in fucking i don't know like like riddles riddles basically yeah like that kind of shit i'm just like this is way more interesting than like the arch fucking bat faced like master master super villain guy Oh, and the oh, that fucking because, kid. Because the he, annoying the one. Annoying he one. replaced the anointed one yeah. as sort of well, the killed bad. The, he killed the little pricks. Yeah, so. of course. Um, as the first, in the uh, yeah, the first main villain arc after the anointed was killed. It was Spike. It was Spike. Spike. Uh, it was Spike yeah. and Drusilla for a, a quite a long stretch. Well, it's like at least Angel. like five or six until episodes Angel. until Angel like turns, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just what you were saying about him, like, because... I don't know, but I think people tend to forget about that because he did view Buffy as, you know, an equal kind of opponent and yeah. adversary when he first showed up. Like when he's kind of skulking around in the bronze, you know, yeah. like watching her. He never underestimated her. He that's never underestimated reasons. her. That's one of the reasons I liked Spike too. Yeah, but I, I always liked that uh, Spike did, yeah, view Buffy as a th- an actual threat. Yeah, like a legit threat. Yeah. He did. Because he he and I like that he had that history of having killed two slayers before and and I love that they actually took the time to go back and like show you both of them yeah yes even though I don't particularly like the way they fed the plot with that in season seven but yeah yes. but but that episode um, where he goes back on it was that was what lover no love well for love 
Fool for Love. Fool for Love, yeah. Fool for Love. Lover's Walk was season Lover's three. Lover's Walk, amazing episode. Yeah, also an amazing episode. Um, when Spike comes back and just is Spike like a dick. Spike comes back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was like one of like one of my favorite Angel episodes was like where they they call they they called it a crossover, but it was barely a crossover. So they just happened to be doing. They had Juliet Landau and and Spike on Angel like in those flashbacks. Yeah, with Darla, with Darla and Angel. But it was like the, him killing that Slayer happens at the same time as Darla realizing that Angel can't be angelus anymore with a soul with a soul yeah and all that kind of stuff so a lot of stuff's happening at the same time but they just split it between those two episodes i'm just like this is so brilliant i love that i wish they i almost wish they could do a series of that like maybe as a comic but like those four characters just fucking rampaging through europe mm. would just be like i would watch that from the very and like, like holtz fucking chasing them and stuff like that yes like that whole shtick like i love all that in the whatever like not medieval times i guess but like well it started off really early with darla and the master yeah and then she she changed angelus and then angelus changed drusilla and then drusilla randomly picks spike randomly picks picks fucking spike yeah yeah but in her very drusilla way which you know almost it makes sense in her mind i guess oh yeah if i had to pick like I don't know. I love Faith, but like the master brood as a whole, like Darla, Drusilla, Spike, and Angelus. Yes. Love them. Yeah. I love them as a, a, a whole, but individually, like, well, like they have they, it's, a, like it's, a, it's a running theme that com- like comes through both series mm-hmm. where like you'll get bits and pieces of each of them kind of reappearing or like they'll use like bring Darla back to life on Angel and then like have Drusilla come back to turn her and then angel what like lights them both on fire so drusilla goes crawling back to spike on the other show and mm-hmm. like yes it's very much that whole like kind of continuity like comic booky kind of continuity, continuity which is like what buffy and angel really are is like they're very much serialized like comic book style stuff like buffy's yeah. a superhero yeah right and so is i guess angel because he's a vampire with superpowers that right you know what i mean so they're both shows are superhero shows just not like yeah, with masks and capes and stuff, which is always probably what made me glom onto it very quickly because mm-hmm. there was that. So, did you answer your big bets? You're saying you're sticking with Spike. Spike. Um, can we also talk about Glory? Glorificus. Glorificus. We haven't we haven't touched season five very. We much. haven't. Well, it's because I was assuming she would be somebody's favorite big bad. Oh, oh, because we were talking about big bad. We were, we were just talking bats. about big bad, yeah, but yeah. like we. Nobody, but I. But I. You pushed I out had and said, to mention you said Spike. Spike. Yeah. yeah. I will always love Spike. Yeah. Glo- like an honorable mention to Glorificus, though, yes. because I really love her stuff. Um, just her her off the wall crazy and Claire Kramer's performance every episode Amazing. was always really fun to watch. Yeah. Always so like, fun. Um, there were some big bads like the first Evil or Adam that were boring to watch. Angelus was fun to watch. Spike yes. and Drusilla fun to watch. Glory was. Even the master, in some ways, is like in a very arch way, was very fun to watch. Whenever he went full camp, I always loved it. Like when he was making, like uh, when he there's the earthquake and he's like, "What do you think that was? A four point two? Yeah, four point two? Yeah, yes." Um, But Glory had so many great moments, Um, and particularly near the end, where you felt how big the conflict was, like the the final three episodes of season five, yeah, from Spiral to. the gift. the gift the gift buffy's big sacrifice yeah good times all around good times mm-hmm. cool 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 i just turn i turned my notes off just in time for me to need them i'm good at my job I'm shoddy hosting shoddy shoddy fucking hosting, hosting. <laughs> um cool so 
now I guess we can kind of expand the conversation a little bit. Well, actually, no. First, before we expand the conversation, in your you, to your preference, who's your favorite Buffy significant other? Now, are oh. you, so this is like, are you a bangle or bangel or whatever you would want to call them? Yeah. Or are you a spu- sh- I don't. Are you a spuffy shipper? <laughs> who do you ship Buffy with? Is what I'm trying to get at. Um, that one guy who banged her in season four and left her for dead. What was his name? Parker. 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 <laughs> Parker. <Yeah. laughs> Barker. <laughs> All right. What specifically, if you're, gonna be, if you're going to be what? a shitbag about it, and I don't want anybody saying Riley because we all know that's the wrong yeah, answer. That's totally the wrong answer. Spiker Angel. Spiker Angel. 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 Oh, okay. That's fucking unanimous because I was always a Buffy and Angel guy. I didn't. I didn't mind the Spike and Buffy. No, that's the die. No. But it w- it, it just got weird. It just got because season six, the second half of it was such like a a circling of the toilet of like my general mood whenever it, I watch an, another episode, and it's like God, everyone's so miserable all the time. Yeah, at least, and it, you know, I I feel like season six especially suffers from being against. I think that was where Angel really takes off, mm-hmm. and this is where like that more meta discussion kind of comes in. Is because like season six would have been running concurrently with season three of Angel, which is like I as much as it is um, Wesley's moment in season three. I hate season three of Angel, really, because I hate Holtz and Justine so. See, I like Holtz much. I no. didn't mind season three of Angel. I, I oh, I can't. fucking love it. It was season that. four. I didn't couldn't stand for me. See, I like. I and I, I am an apologist for season four until like the Cordelia thing. Yeah. Up until the Cordelia thing, I think season four, like, if they fucking stuck that landing, yeah. it would have been the best of any of those seasons of any of those shows. Because it was just like building giant fucking threat that's going on and on and on and on. And then they just Ooh. fucking uh. alcoholic shit the bed. Like just yeah. messy shit yeah. the bed. Yeah. yeah. It was so, yeah. And like have slept in it. You know, like it's just everywhere yeah. at that point. <laughs> so, like it's so gross. Oh, yeah. So for me, like I can't, I can't even, I was so dragged down by both shows in both of those seasons. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, with like the, the rise of Connor. It was a chore it was, to watch it. It was, it was see, I always half. felt it was more of a chore to get through Buffy in that season. For, I, I think that it kind of shifted. Like for me, I liked the beginning of season six of Buffy. And then I hated the beginning of season three of Angel. And then it kind of, it kind of, well, because it's like around. halfway through that season where Wesley betrays him and then yeah. shit gets awesome. And and again, this is because of um, Alexis Denisoff and Wesley and that just his general. Awesome yeah. Cause like, awesome I, like if we could, if we were to answer like favorite Buffy verse character, Wesley. without a fucking doubt, Wesley's my guy. Uh, like so Wesley much development from oh, the beginning to end. Yeah. Like he has the best, most complete character art. Joss has ever been responsible for. Yeah. I would agree. Mm. Right? Like I would agree I with that. Can't there's nobody else who has like who ends and then then ends like the way it ends perfectly tragically. Like I oh. still to this day get misty eyed at that lie to me line. Yeah. Like you can want me to lie to you now. And I was oh. like, fuck oh, you guys. <laughs> it still oh, hurts man. to think about. Like even just like fucking Fred dying breaks my heart. Why can't I stay? Why can't I stay? Do Uh, not utter those words. (laughs) Like why can't I stay? And then like, (laughs) you want me to? You want me to lie to you? And that's Uh, a testament to um, Winifred Burkle. Actress's name, Amy, Amy Acker. Acker. Amy Acker's delivery, the fucking gorgeous Amy Acker, the, the gorgeous, Amy talented, Acker. brilliant Amy Acker, Amy Acker, who like, oh, who I, is on her. a show now. 
That is terrible, but she's on it. Uh, oh, she's one of the parents on The Gifted on Fox, uh, the Fox's new oh, X Men show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was a- like, I actually sat through the first two episodes of it based solely on the fact that I was like, I love Amy Acker. Yeah. She was on um, Person of Interest for a long time, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, she was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she was the cellist. Yeah, that uh, Coulson was dating before That's he died, true. right before he died. Um, so in the wh- Avengers, what were we talking? Yeah, about? what what uh, were what we segued somewhere? Yeah, That's really hard. Um, well, we were talking about Buffy or Angel, like oh, who, who, who's, oh right, your, okay. who's your ship kind okay. of thing. Um, and I, we all kind of unanimously said Angel. Angel. Oh, you were talking about the execution of 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 Buffy and Spike. Buffy, yeah, Buffy and Spike was yeah, it was so dour. It was extremely dour. And I like Angel's like obviously the Buffy Angel romance was fraught and sad, but it like it built it built to the culmination of the final arc and the big bad whereas the Buffy Angel relationship was just this kind of Buffy thing Spike. that was dragging her down. Yes. And and it was kind of like the addiction that she needed to kick in that. And like for like as someone who has like, you know, like depression and yeah, yeah. like those kinds of issues, like to me it was too much. It was too much. And it and that was going along with the, the Willow's magic is addiction problem and the and Xander fucking up his life over and over. It was again. almost like they fought, they they were like, "Oh, you know what we forgot about was like this show was supposed to be an allegory for life." Mm-hmm. And right. like, how do we hammer that home in a really in like the, the way we did in the early seasons? And all this stuff came up that was just like, this is not being executed properly. Yeah. Like, what episode was that in season six where Spike like manhandles her? Oh, in the, the wash. The attempted rape. The attempted that was like, that's like the, the second to last episode. Or yeah, episode. it was near. It was that, the third. I think seeing red, I think it might be. Maybe. It might have been. I don't even know. Yeah, that. Mm, that yeah. was just no. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but that was like showing how bad, it, like that. They do it on purpose. The storytelling, right? Like it's yeah. not like. Yeah, it was, but it it, it was it, earned at least. Like he needed to go on that redemptive arc, and that was like him finally realizing, like he can't be the person she needs him to be. Yeah, but it was just the the amount of narrative hoops that they had to jump through to make Buffy that weak. Yeah, and yes. then and the, to oh, I don't know, I getting have... into a, a fucking toe to toe with a god. Like if you got into a toe to toe with Thor. Like even with Slayer powers, you're still gonna get your fucking teeth kicked in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and it, I'm assuming that's kind of the level glory functions on is more like the Thorish level. But that was was that season five? No, that was season six. Six. So what? What was the thing that? What did she feed her down? That wasn't. Yeah, glory. exactly. That's the thing is that the, it was it, that wasn't earned. Like Buffy getting that week was just so they could have this attempted race. She scene. she was banged up because she had her shoulder fucked up, right? Yeah, I don't. I think she was. Yeah, she was she had just been, injured, but but it was it was just um, the setup felt the, it felt too flimsy. It was extremely flimsy. And it was wrong. It just felt wrong. Yeah, and it was just like I didn't. You know what? Call me. You know, like a kind of simplistic in my my feminism, but like I didn't need to see. Buffy the Vampire Slayer victimized in that no. way. It it didn't like it. It didn't do anything for me that made me think that this was a a positive dramatic turn in any way. Yeah, I I thought that even before, even like, before that, even yeah, that scene. Yeah, that just, sort of culmination of yeah. It it was a ru- a mess. It, yeah, so. Overall, like the Spike and Buffy relationship, I, I like that it started off as them being adversaries, but I wish yes. that it kind of 
stayed that way. If it's, they had kind of kept on that track, I feel like it would have been way more. And if they were like just constantly like unlikely allies the entire time, that would have been more satisfying to me overall. But with um, Angel and Buffy, like that that whole season two relationship, and then even season three. Yep. When season three Angel well. chooses to leave. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Much, much better TV overall. Much better TV. Much better storytelling. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. That was where um, the trio find those orbs. They give them superpowers. Oh, so oh. Warren beat her up. Warren, Warren beat her up. Which is even, wor- yeah, which even at piles on the kind of like, we need to break down this superpowered woman in like, like in such absurd ways i don't know like that the symbolism of that especially in like nowadays like that because warren is like the quintessential like nice guy gamer gator type like if he was if he was around right now as a character he would be an alt-right gamer gator yeah yeah you know like he'd be an mra red pill douchebag on reddit no question 100 yes so (laughs) he would be on reddit yeah, he'd be on Reddit on us r slash the the red pill. Yeah, um, saying how like um, women have it better because they win custody battles or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Just yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, but when it, when it comes down to it, Buffy and Angel just Buffy and Angel. Better, better romance, better bodice ripping, better uh, bodice it- ripper romance novels like where like they are like that's a quintessential kind of like romance trope like Buffy yeah. was in season two was romance genre yeah. yeah definitely absolutely like more so than any other season yeah um but also like culminate which is one of the things I love about Buffy because it also culminates in her adventure uh, adventure arc and her like truly becoming a true hero, but romance is the thing that drives it. It's so cool. It's just, yeah, it's good storytelling. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, before we kind of divert too far, um, I didn't, I forgot to ask what your favorite episode of Buffy is. Ooh. Okay. Now, can you pick one? Now that's the question. I think that in terms of action, drama, and, uh, comedy, my favorite episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Doppelgangland. Where Vampire Willow comes uh, through because of a, a mismanaged uh, spell between Anya and Willow, and wackiness ensues. It is a it's so fluffy and pink. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a comedy of errors type uh, episode while still having some pretty dramatic heft overall, with like a lot of still Buffy and Angel drama and stuff and things like that, while still just being like off the wall hilarious and it's pro- like and i think that because i love willow so much it shows allison hannigan's range so well as a comic actress as like all the things it also is it's uh, probably also the episode that gave them the idea to go dark willow eventually it was like oh she can play a villain like let's do this eventually yeah. like we can get her to do that turn yeah it was like there. I have I have a list of honorable like I could do a list of like top. Well, three. we can let's let's do. Well, we can come back to that if we have some like we're already an hour, yeah. but like we can. 
yeah. Maybe it, maybe think of another couple, but like right now, that's you're saying doppelganger your favorite like out of all seven seasons. Yeah. Okay. And I think it was a Joss written episode, if I'm not mistaken. It's possible. I don't know. Um, but it, you have a phone. You can look it up. Yeah, it is. I think it is a very perfect episode, even though it's more of a one shot kind. Of, like it does does bring Vampire Willow back from the wish. Yeah. But it's still very much its own standalone thing, while still being, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant in its own right. Yeah. What about you, Blondie? Blondie, my name was called. Um, I was just looking through a list of episodes. Oh man! Oh, I and you're you're you gonna think of you're gonna one? force me to choose one, aren't yeah, I'm you? Picking, I'm making you pick one. This is a really tough one for me because ah, so many of my favorite episodes, I'm more so care for on a nostalgic or like a personal level yeah. aside from you know in terms of great tv or writing or things um i think that i would say right now if i had to pick one i would pick quit stalling just pick one duh, drum roll i would probably pick passion passion becky yeah the same episode as me Oh, wow. Yeah. For those so of you do, who, who aren't aware, Passion is the episode where uh, Angel kills Jenny Calendar. Well, Angelus kills. Angelus, Angelus kills Jenny Calendar. Yeah. And uh, it was the, this, if you were talking about specific growing the beard moments. This is exactly what I was going to say when I brought it up. I was like, this is the growing the beard moment. This is Buffy going from kind of campy high school, like, dramedy i guess maybe at best just being straight up like hardcore comic book style drama yeah absolutely the stakes were raised raised so high and i'm gonna tell you when i saw that episode that was not long after i just started watching the show yeah passion is only a couple episodes um, past uh, past phases phases, so i you know i didn't think i actually think they're on the same disc on the they might be the box set I oh. think they might be. And Stop kick. for a second. I'm going to go figure this out. Okay. okay. Um, let's do a quick segue and just talk about the season two box set and the fucking animated graveyard. Oh, <laughs> the, man. The worst. And the, the way worst. that you have to navigate. And if you like start like wanting to pick a new episode, it has to animate through the fucking graveyard. The, through the graveyard. And then you have to wait you an extra the, 20 seconds. You get to the, the menu for that episode. Yeah. Like it's like the and main even, menu and then the, the menu for the episode and, and filled I, with all these so things. Yeah. Ah, I and, love it. And even then, the like it's I remember my mom would disappear and leave the the 20 seconds of music on a fucking loop. Oh my gosh, the loop of music. Of music. They were oh all bad for that. Oh my gosh. I'm I remember getting uh, a couple right times getting <laughs> sick and like watching it like falling asleep and like that would be what would wake me up was the uh because Buffy for the longest time was like my I'm sick and just gonna like re binge watch. Yeah. Right. And it because it had the like the rising violence thing. Yes, like the scary Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah. I've been I've been transported back in time. Right. Because uh yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at these box sets in so fucking long. Oh, man. After season two, they never did that animated graveyard thing again. No, because it was so, so fucking great. annoying. Thank goodness. But they still had the same type of menu. Mm. Uh, and the same music. The too. same music, like the season three box set. It's the oh, same. Oh, I was of... wrong. You're wrong. Shitty, yeah. Uh disc four, uh surprise, innocence, phases, bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Okay. Oh, good. So disc, super though. strong disc. Yeah. yeah. And then disc five is uh passion killed by death. I only have eyes for you, which is also a really good oh, episode. Oh, good episode. And then go fish. 
Oh, the first three episodes are great. I even like Killed by Death. Even yeah, so though, do I. Yeah. That's a good episode. That weird, like, yeah. um, budget fucking Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. yeah. It worked. Uh, uh, Der Kinderstad. Der Kinderstad. Yeah. Yes. Child Child there it is. Yes. Ah, I can't believe I remembered that. Yeah. Um, and it was like where the weird thing about um, Buffy having a cousin and she died in the hospital. Like, that yeah. was like, a, that was a really weird kind of thing that. Whatever. It was very. It was very like. Um. And that was more something they would have done on like. I don't know. Why I keep referencing these fucking shows on on the podcast, but like uh, Hercules or like Xena. Yeah. They yeah. just like randomly have some like backstory to the main character like you never heard about before. Yeah. It's it like felt cheap, so out of place. Cheap drama, like cheap dramatic effect or whatever. Like. Yeah. So Buffy always had this connection to the supernatural or something, but it like it it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It was purely yeah. written around that. Like yeah. that not, plot was made first, and then they they realized they needed a backstory. I haven't yeah. cracked those fucking box sets since they put that show on Netflix. Didn't that feel good? It's weird. I haven't. It's a weird feeling. So sorry. Can we come back to passion? Yeah, absolutely. Just because amazing episode. So as I was saying, I was new to the show at that point. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't even you know a hundred percent invested yet in these characters. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, um, know them very well. And when I watched that episode, honestly, everything, I don't know, that solidified yeah. that show for me. That episode. Well, it's so shocking, right? Like to have like a character that, especially they've spent the last couple episodes, like you really kind of build up this like kind of affection for the way she's like started to fucking like court Giles, like her and Giles have started to like hit it yeah. off and like. And the forgiveness was building again. Yeah, yes, like they after, were starting yes. to like get back together and stuff like that. And like yeah. takes them to the football. Was it the football game episode? No, that was really that's earlier than that. No, that that's, that's some assembly that's required. That's some assembly required, required. right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. When they started dating, but like, yeah, that whole the whole like build back up to like them getting back together, and then like yeah, the and, fucking brutal way that Angel does that, and, and like, the fact that it was Angel, and like we were we were waiting for him to um, get his redemption without any ma- major right thing that he did yeah. right um and like well the, a lot of the people ki- like got really pissy about that well like, be, yeah because he killed, him, he killed the main character Callender. yeah exactly like we, we and no one was expect because we didn't expect the stakes to be so high right so we had a character that people loved and we were expecting to get redeemed relatively simply like angel um, because she was working on getting him reinsold, and we thought this was going to be a pretty, like maybe a fraught with a little more conflict, but eventually, and then it just took it's a right turn. Off, Everything right? yeah. turned on its head, and, and nothing would ever be the same. And it just, after that episode, that that where he's chasing her down, yes. and you think she's getting away, and he he just just like twist her neck yes. without even a moment's thought about yeah. it. She's just like, well, he gloats about it. He's like, oh god, I miss doing that. Like he hadn't done it. Like it was like. I don't even know, like getting laid or something uh, like that. Yeah. Well, you know, and sick, that's right? the way he kills her too. Yeah. He doesn't even, um, you know, bite her. Yeah. He toys with her. And then on top of that, okay. So it's the worst part of course is like the way that he plays with Jenny. And then he goes after Giles, Giles. and that was the way that he plants her in oh. his bed and uh, La- the song from La Boheme is playing. Yes, in the, the roses. And the roses. The yeah, candles. I believe- Champagne, I think he's got it all set yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah. all set up. I believe it's one of Mimi's arias from La Boheme. And she's like this very tragic character who dies from consumption and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, oh, wow. And uh, and then you see, G- yeah, Giles drops the bottle. And oh. I love it, too, when he goes after him, like, with the fucking flaming, flaming bat. Yeah. And, like, just... 
he fucking hauls off on him a couple of good times before oh, yeah. like Buffy shows up. And like, I'm sure really. that was super satisfying. And I even like for Giles. The, like at that point because they even get to take the second to play the tension between the crippled and I'm using air quotes fucking visual gags on an audio podcast but like the crippled Crippled spike spike. where he fucking stops Drusilla from going and like attacking Giles and being like makes a fuck which was super timely in 1999 or 1998 it's like like, no fair going and if you're not tagged I was like oh wrestling that's awesome (laughs) yeah and uh, because actually they would have been well no they would have ended up they weren't they were on WB at the time they ended up being uh what do you want to call it? Like uh, network mates with on WWF UPN. Yeah. on UPN yeah. for a couple right. years later when SmackDown started. And another thing I love about that episode is it culminates it not only in like um, Allison Hannigan's amazing breakdown in that one scene when that's she barely at the culmin- That's like halfway through the episode. Yeah, like, so early. But it culminates in one of my favorite um, Buffy and Giles moments after when she yeah. saves his life. When she pulls him out and he he's angry with her, and she n- nails him in the face and says, "I can't do this. I without can't do you. this without you." Oh, I oh love my that goodness! Scene. Yeah. Like that, another amazing turn by Sarah Michelle Gellar, and like I don't want to underestimate how awesome she is on this show. No, yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. Read me the signs. Tell me my fortune. I would pick Prophecy Girl as one of my favorites. That I was Prophecy Girl is like the strong, well. like it's by far the strongest. It's like it, it's kind of what shows you in season one that this show could be more than what it is, and yeah. like Passions is that is the show finally becoming more than what it had been, right? Yeah. Like that's where you're like, oh, there's hints of it before that, and then yeah, but like, that's where the episode, like the show, starts to show what it could be, and Passions is where it's like. Boom! This is like what the show is now. Is yeah. there is there narration in that episode? That's Angel. Angel. Is that narration. Angel's voice? Yeah. Yes. Or oh, David Boreanaz, I guess. But yeah. I, I think he's, it's supposed to be Angel. It's Angel. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So that's I can't believe we have the same fucking favorite episode. What do you know, friend? My, my favorite acquaintance. What do you know, friend? Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any other episodes you want to talk about? Yeah, um, oh, so many. if I have to pick another episode that I would consider my favorite, it would be The Body. Um, the Body. Yeah, I guess we can't like get through it without talking about like the big ones, right? Ooh, We're going to have to talk yeah. about that one. I mean, I, like, Doppelgangland, I would consider a niche choice, even though it was a Joss-directed one. And this is another Joss-directed one. Um, but this one, um, the it's art... Too bad he's such a scumbag. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. too bad, yeah. The artfulness of The Body is... can't is really amazing that just the starkness the lack of uh, musical score throughout the the entire thing the the feeling of isolation and separation particularly of buffy and dawn and throughout the entire episode um is incredible and also has um my favorite emma caulfield anya moment where she she uh, breaks down she breaks down in her monologue about how giving you shit for not being on mic and i'm like (laughs) yeah she is uh yeah she i i think anya is another and Emma Caulfield is kind of an underrated strength of this show because yeah. I think she's she was always a solid. No matter how much like they didn't really figure he, out they Anya did a yet, really good job always of their supporting cast. Like both Joss's shows have always been mm. really well built ensembles. Yeah, like, and I think and she she fit in quite she well. fit in very well. Like it's and like her becoming part of the t- group is very much like them. Like it's. The divide between the high school years and the post high school years, yes. like her kind of being part of the group, is like that. It changes the vibe of the group where yeah. her she's there all the time. Yeah. Um. But, but um, yeah, for the like, I think in some ways for the better. I think it become, it stops becoming that. It's more of like a family at that point, and yeah. less like a clique of friends. 
kind of thing. So, yeah, which I think maybe like is why like after that first three seasons and she becomes part of like the group, Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, and then like there's also like okay, Oz leaves and like yeah, Tara shows up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, overall, the body um, has strong performances from all of the main cast. Xander Uh, punching the wall. It's like the one thing I could probably relate to the most in that was just like. Um, yeah, the, the, the Willow constantly changing her clothes because she, she's looking for that blue sweater. Yes. Um, yeah, it's and starting to reveal Tara's backstory too, actually. Like they sort of talk yeah. about her mom and stuff like that for yeah, the first time. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, but I have to give uh, main props to Sarah Michelle Geller in that whole episode. Yeah. The, the, the stunned, overwhelmed feeling, like every single moment that she's on camera, you just like feel... I'm the, getting chills right now yeah. while you're talking about it. it yeah, because she, like she's electric in that whole episode. Um, and you just like when she's um, when that moment, I think the mo- my favorite moment of that episode besides well, and maybe tied with the the Anya monologue is when she finally calls her mother's body the body, body yeah when she's i was just thinking the exact same thing because yeah. yeah. giles bursts in right she's yeah like, we're not supposed to touch the body and she kind of stops herself yeah. yeah and she's so disgusted and overwhelmed with the idea that, that she just said that about joyce her mom, yeah um yeah it's it's an incredible moment among in an episode of incredible moments even uh michelle trachtenberg as dawn at the very end when she's going in to touch joyce at the end like this yeah. like tentative and then the the, the episode ends yeah the, 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 the sudden touch. black cut to the executive producer screen yeah, yeah. yeah. just really really well made tv i cool. really really like it yeah. i would agree yeah yeah what are you any other episodes you want to talk about well i don't know if there's time but we mentioned earlier um we got uh we're an hour and 20 minutes in well, which, one of the of heights of season four, which um, was this year's girl, and oh, this who are you, and then the two angel episodes after. Yeah, the two angel five episodes after is very much so. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Um, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, it's like letting Eliza Deshku actually work a little bit too, yeah. like not just being like sassy, sexy Faith, you know, like mm-hmm. badass Faith kind of thing. It's yeah. also like letting her start to like play how broken that character is a yeah. lot of the ways also the start of wesley like wesley's badass not decay i guess the opposite of decay increase like that's yeah. where it kind of that loop taking starts. a level in badass yeah, taking a level in badass yeah. i think would be the tv tropes <laughs> way of referring to it yeah you're right um i think yeah i think that uh there small things that eliza Tushku does like uh mimicking the 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 pushing back the pushing of the, of the hair, hair with the pinky that Sir Michelle Geller does in the the series, like the direction is really really good. Yeah. Just and even her sorry, even her vocal inflections mm-hmm. uh, when she's actually sounds like Buffy. Like she the way talks, yeah, Buffy speaks. Yeah, it would be wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, it would be wrong. It would be wrong. The bo- uh, both of uh, both actresses really pull out uh, pretty amazing switcheroo performances. Yeah. Yes, and then. Um, uh, the her desperation that you feel when she's fighting Angel in Five by Five is rough to watch, yep. but fantastic. Yeah, very raw. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Can we r- just really quickly talk about Once More with Feeling? Because shouldn't we just know that the musical episode Let's... is still one of the best? Um, and uh, even though season six is definitely not one of 
uh, many. This is where favorites. I so diverge. Yeah, like I know it's so <laughs> loved with by like the fandom at large and like everybody. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that episode. Like I think no. it's so too bad for you. I guess ordering on like it's so on the nose and like I'm just like I'm so over this right. Like it's so. I don't even know. Like I, I'm not a musical fan, and I guess this—that's become kind of like it's almost like the theme of Dance Robot Dance at this point is like the other guys want to talk about musicals, and I fucking groan in the background. I love so one of my favorite shows doing like a not particularly well performed musical episode in the middle of a dark, shitty season. I was like, oh, I'm over it. Like I'm just out. That episode was a breath of fresh air. Mm. It was much needed. It was needed. Yeah, it was needed. And right. uh, I still fucking hate it. Like I just, I've never liked that episode. Yeah, I, and I know, and I'm well aware that I'm like, this is Christy. Christy loves calling me because I'm so contrarian about shit. But like, absolutely, like I will be contrarian about this. I fucking hate that episode. Yeah, so. I, and like the, it was kind of the one of the earliest and most popular musical episodes. Not the first ever on no. tv no. for uh, like it, but it totally like popularized that as like something to do as a tv show it's like we're gonna have a musical episode because buffy did it yeah, it's like yeah. for totally fuck's did. sake scrubs and a few other sci-fi tv shows scrubs did uh i can't think of any other shows that i watched particularly that did it because like yeah. i think the only show that would actually have gone for it at this point or maybe made one that i wanted to watch was supernatural and they never they've 13 years of fucking that show and they've never done a fucking like Sam and Dean sing episode, which <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's. I just wanted to point it out because it's it is beloved by the fandom. It's yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, and I understand. And I knew you guys were going to bring it up, and I have no problem with that. I just, I, yeah. like, I just want to be able to say, like, I don't like. It's it in anymore. my top ten somewhere. It's not. It's t- in. It's, it's, it's up five. there, yeah. but it's it's yeah. shout out. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Is there another one that you want to talk about? Well, we talk like Passions is like my favorite. Like, there's so much in season two that I really enjoy. I have a lot mm-hmm. of like the the kind of comedy episodes that like that are more like comedy episodes that I like. Like, I love the Zeppo. Yeah, the Zeppo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, the, yeah, I, I like the Zeppo. I like that the the fact that they finally got to play up the fact that Xander is not super powered or competent or you know. Which, to be fair, we all already knew. No, we knew, but it's like the if you're gonna you're gonna play that episode for comedy too, like for you get sure. to do that that that's and especially you get to do that side, um, story kind of thing where yeah. like you're following the side character around as opposed to like dealing with the main like oh the hellmouth's opening again, which really at that point would have been kind of rote, and you're like oh I want to know, but like do you need to know? You don't, right? Like right. you get to hear about it kind of, and I and, and all that stuff and like. In that point of the series, like I still think that like Xander had a lot of redeeming qualities, and the, they were trying to show that, yeah, he's normal, but he's brave, and yes. bravery and his courage was a unique kind of courage. It was well, very a, much so there's occasion. Down. There's occasion because there is occasion in the show where his bravery looks like stupidity. Yeah, and which. Yeah. Which is which? Like sometimes bravery just can be stupidity. Yeah. That's fair. But like, yeah. yeah, no, I like that. I like his interaction with Faith in that episode very much, and like the fact that he thinks it means more to her than like like later on. He he tries to make it sound like it's more than it was. Whereas right, and he takes super huge offense to that. Yeah, like super huge offense to that. And when like Buffy suggests that it might not be that important. Yeah, <laughs> and she's right. It's very much so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because that also leads to like that's how they kind of discover. Her having gone bad, right? Because like he goes to like try and talk to her anyway, because he's an idiot, and, and like he tries, and, right. she tries and then to Angel him. fucking has to interfere. Yeah, reinsold, reinsold season three, Angel. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That is broody best. Yeah. I like the Zeppo too. And um, this might go to like the uh, eventual degradation of my love for Xander, which I really, watching it as an adult male, um, I find him to be so obnoxiously like quote unquote nice guy, capital N, capital G, nice guy. Yeah. Um, where he's like, he expects, um, women to give him the time of day, especially Buffy in particular, just because he likes her. Yeah. And like, um, he's like, my niceness should equate to you liking me in yeah. that way. Um, and, uh, Looking back, it's really frustrating to watch him. And then when he just the do you, I think he his character got derailed pretty hard by the writing, especially once we get into season six and Hell's Bells. Yeah, um, when he leaves Anya at the altar. Yeah, I never, I never, that never felt true to the character to me. Me neither. At like, all. Wow, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, it really sucked, and it, and uh, because on top of that, it also really it derailed Anya's character in subsequent episodes, yeah. and it didn't do anybody any favors. Nope. And uh, I still wonder if that was like part of the original plan, or if that was like, well, let's do this just because Joss just really loves like knocking his characters around for no reason. Yeah, this felt particularly ham-handed, yeah. and it wasn't doing favors to a character like Xander who was not doing either. well. No. It was not not. even a good episode. Like, it's a shitty episode, too. It was a shitty episode. Yeah. So, so, like, some offhand, like, demon that she cursed late. I'm like, fuck off. Like, yeah. If you're going to do it, at least be legit about, like, don't make it be a monster. Just make him, make him leave. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I agree. And I was like, after the fact, you'd be like, go back. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do better, you fucking goon. So, yeah. That being said, I really liked um, Xander's interactions with Spike in season four when he uh, Spike was tied up. Spike's living through it. Yeah. That's, oh, yes. That's funny. Xander, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Some great comedy. Yeah. Well, Spike was always good for a laugh regardless. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's bounce around here a little bit. As a show, which do you prefer? Are you an angel or are you a Buffy? Uh, okay. I'm going to say that overall I'm a Buffy, but... In the five seasons of Angel, um, I would say that um, Angel had a higher success rate season by season than Buffy did. That being said, um, Buffy had to take a lot more chances and establish that brand um, and really did a lot of the legwork building up Angel's character, too. So I think that I am definitely a Buffy um, overall, but um, when it comes to... Some of the, if I'm looking for something a little darker and a little bit more like um, crime drama y or yeah. like a little bit. Well, it's more serialized, kind of like soap opera style storytelling on Angel, right? Yeah. Like it's a, yes. it's a, it's more of like, um, oh, I need to deep, like, I feel like Buffy, I'm like, oh, I can watch like, like it's Halloween. I'm going to watch the Halloween episode yeah. and just dive in. Whereas with Angel, I'm like, oh no, I need to like start episode one and like yeah. fucking rock through the it, whole it, thing. You have to like watch that whole arc of the character and like the show and stuff like that. Yeah, Buffy's episodic nature was to its detriment in some of a, a lot of its filler episodes. Yeah, I call, like some of them are full on filler, like Ginger so Red. There's and fucking there's whole seasons of fucking filler. Oh, like, season four <laughs> is like filler season. Yeah, and so of, season seven. Season a lot seven. Of season seven. It was basically a fill like like and what's weird is that a, an episode that should have been just a filler episode the Anya episode was one of the best ones of that season yeah that and uh 
conversations, conversations with, with dead, dead people, people. Yeah. yeah which was arc relevant to be fair yeah. but not as arc relevant as people seem to make it out to be yeah fair like, um so um yeah i I'm, I'm gonna say that overall um i'll go back to buffy more um, but if I want, I guess, more serious, serialized storytelling, I'll go to Angel. So I like the, um, I like, the, I feel like I like the characters better on Angel. By overall. the end of it? Yeah. Overall, oh, just, like, oh, by the, yeah. like by the midpoint, especially yeah. like, by the time they've established like the people in like the, the crew in the hotel, like Angel Investigations crew. Yeah. And like they've introduced Fred. And, Fred like, is the last, like, Fred, Fred and Lauren. Yeah, Fred and Lauren are and kind Lauren of like part of the great. crew and like yeah. Gunn's fully part of the crew and mm-hmm. Wesley has gone from being like fumbly fucking idiot Wesley to being like starting to grow kind of Wesley and like Cordelia is not as like vapid and annoying anymore. Still has moments, but like isn't like. But it always has redeeming, yeah. more redeeming. Cordelia, qualities. I will always stand up for Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. I like, Cordelia, I like Cordelia had a great arc throughout the verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. not as much in Buffy. Well, we can talk about. We're gonna get to the Firefly thing in a but, second. But. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, I, I, I like maybe it's just identify thing but like i i tend to lean towards angel a little bit more it's a little bit more of like it's more like the batman of the universe mm-hmm. it's the darker kind of show which is gonna draw me in because i'm that guy yeah angel buffy's is, more the superman yeah angel yeah. and also angel's more like as a, as a character it's like i don't like i don't necessarily relate to buffy right. as much as i relate to like the vampire guy i guess for whatever fucking weird gothy reason i have Fair for that reason, for that yeah. um so I always lean into to Angel a little bit more. Um, that being said, I think that like Buffy's high, like best episodes are better. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Like Buffy has those big highs like per episode that are like fucking spectacular and that you can go back and just like, re- like rewatch Hush just randomly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Rewatch Passions. Well, maybe not Passions per se, but like go through that arc. The body. Yeah. Or like the body. The body. Like yeah. you can just go watch. Whereas like I can't think of there's a couple angel episodes where I'll just like dive in. But for the most part, I like, I want that arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Angel's I agree the, with the that. show where I'm like, Oh, I want to sit here and like, I'm, I don't know, depressed or I'm sick or something like that. And I need something that I can just put on and like live inside of for like a week. Angel's really high on my list of shows that I'll go back to and like live in that world again. It's like, like deep space nine or Battlestar or the Sopranos. Like, I just want to go back into that world for yeah like a week or whatever and relive all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Becky? Yes. Um, so Buffy for sure. Yeah. Um just I related to her, right? Like I was that teenage girl watching that show. Yeah. Growing up. And um I do agree with what you said though about more so on Angel, the characters yeah. in the end are just so fabulous and and more I don't know. Um, well, they're more. Out? They feel like more fleshed out. Yeah. yeah, they're more adult too. Like it's more like a lot of the characters on Buffy to me. Like once you get past like season five, feel pretty stunted. Yeah, yes. like they were flanderized. Like they leaned back on just um, certain stereotypes about the characters that they had to. They stab. became well, so like, like, like they never, they never quite yeah. get out of that like high school kind of click mentality. Yeah. Which like is fair because there's people like I'm sure there's people that I know that I went to high school with that still fucking hang out with the same people they did back then that like I haven't seen in 20 years or whatever. Maybe more than that at this point. Sure. Right. Um, Because I'm old, but like, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) But like, yeah, like, whereas I feel like Angel was like, oh, we can, first of all, they're establishing a whole slew of new characters, but they're also like, how can we develop? It's weird to say, because like, the, the, 
at that point, Angel's two and a half fucking centuries old, but they do yeah. so much to that character to expand it oh, yeah. in sure. those five years. And for then, sure. like, you also have, like, I mean, I mean, we've said it 14,000 times probably already, but, like, the uh, the Wesley arc, which is just, like, yeah, so spellbindingly fucking well-written and, it like, is. well-acted it by is. Alexis Denisoff and all yes. that stuff. And can I point out another character that I think um, people, maybe because it's later on in Angel that I think people gloss over but is pretty amazing in and of herself is Illyria. Um, one of yeah. the, um, because it, the, the testament to Amy Acker's acting ability she's yeah. so fucking good um but uh from going to the um the building of confidence of fred to being who she was and how lovable she was to this shakespearean level villain yes. in illyria the anti-villain kind of weird thing that she was but like well, she never really like <sighs> She's never really like an anti- well. She's never like a villain on the show. She's right. like an she's antagonist, antagonist, but she's never like the big. She's like the big bad for like half a second. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like for, until she realizes that her army is dead and it's been millennia, and like she, yeah. she has nothing to go it's back the, to. Yeah, her initial arc. Yeah, and what I find fascinating about that is that they did. Which when such you watch a good, it, it's like two episodes. Yeah, like it's so fast. <laughs> they did such a good job of establishing her so quickly. Um yeah. and well, they just immediately tossed her because they were they were so smart about tossing a new character against everybody to see what that new dynamic was going to be. Like the yeah. Angel Writers Room was fucking brilliant at like we're going to throw an X Factor, mm-hmm. but like to show you how that X Factor fits in, yeah. we've got these other characters that are very well established, very well written. Yeah. We're now going to take the time to bounce this new character off Angel West Gun Spike, especially in yeah. season five. And then even Connor, like she gets to bounce off everybody very quickly. Yeah. So you get that feeling of where she's going to fit in the dynamic. Yeah. Mm. And if also I, how badly like that whole fucking process has just just fucking shattered Wesley as a human being. Right. Like, and as much as uh, like that, all of season five is such a strong arc together, and like shells and hole in the world are super important to me as in general. Yes. Um, if I have to pick like one of like we said that Angel doesn't have like those individual episodes as much, but I pick Time Bomb. Um, where Illyria keeps getting pulled back through time. I can't literally sit through every episode of season five. And you could just put it in front of me and be like, I'm going to pick a random episode and sit, you're going to sit and watch it. I'm yeah. like, fuck, fine. All right. I go because of Amy Acker's performance in that episode, yeah. I am spellbound by Time Bomb yeah. every single time I watch it. I love that episode. That's yeah. a great episode. Yeah. I like all because that's also the episode where like they're tra- he's, she's training with Spike. So she gets all those snarky Spike bullshit lines like, yeah. where he's just like <laughs> yeah. mouthing off about it. And, and, and Lauren, like, dr- like trying to follow her around the angel investigation. Yeah, even though he's a, like at that point a completely fucking barely functioning alcoholic. Yeah, like and, he's so broken by everything. Yeah, and uh, well, him and him and Wesley both actually. And at that point, yeah, Wesley living being in a fucking bottle at that yeah, point. Yeah, and Wesley being that surreptitious, like I'm gonna figure out this solution by myself and I'm not gonna talk to Angel about it. And Angel gets super pissy about it. Because well, though, because <laughs> but that's so true to Angel's character at yeah. that point in the yeah. show to be like fuck i wiped his memory yeah and like i don't think he should he like i'm pretty sure we're good and he's not gonna betray me but he even after all of this yeah still is ready to just fucking betray him like stab him yeah. in the back and to get what he wants which yeah. is such a wesley thing to do at that point and and illyria calls angel on his bullshit where he's she's like all this power and you quibble at its price yeah. and, and i just love that so many things about that episode kill me so like um yeah just a a testament to angel's character building at the end of that series yeah. but overall buffy 
just for it, how many chances it took yeah. as a TV show. It did. Yeah, Angel didn't have to take the chances that Buffy to. did. And Angel started off with... Sorry, I can't talk anymore. Um, Angel started off... It's good that off. you're on a podcast. Then, <laughs> yeah. where that's what they required. The only thing that you were required to do on a podcast is <laughs> speak. Yeah. I failed. Um, I lost my train of thought. That Angel, Angel was a- started with already such great characters to yeah. flesh out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they already had such a great. Well, see, and that's know. why, like, my rewatch, and I th- I'm not sure if we actually got into it, but like the way I rewatch the show now is like I watched the first three episodes, three, three seasons of Buffy. Yep. And I, I just like I scoot over to Angel because I just want I want to watch him, and then I'll watch like I might do like a greatest hits kind of thing for do you, Buffy. If there's crossovers, you do the crossovers. I'll go back over and watch the crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but like I don't like. But don't for know. me, Buffy is primary, and then when Angel starts crossing over. Yeah. yeah, like that's when like I'll go usually disc by disc it matches disc up pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, it matches. Up. I remember when I got uh, um, my friend Sandy, like my old manager from the movie theater. Like I got her into Buffy was like a little bit later. Like mm-hmm. it was after the shows were. I might have been after the shows were done or was very close to like Angel being done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave her all my boxes and she was like, "I want to watch it the same way you would have watched it, like in like order." On TV? So I literally had to like fucking draw i drew out like three pages of diagrams like you have to watch like every episode and then it was like watch these because it's really easy at first you just like watch the fucking all buffy. of buffy season. and then it's like you have to kind of start flipping between especially in season four of buffy and season and one of season angel, one of angel. Yeah. where you have to start like oh you have to be caught up to this point of angel and then go over to buffy and watch up to this point and yeah. then like then they cross over and it starts on buffy and then goes to angel and then back and forth and they have yeah, to, so you have true, to yeah. zigzag so i did the whole diagram for her and she was like, I'm so glad you did that because like if I just watched them kind of at a time, it would have been really piecemeal. Whereas like yeah. you get that whole like, ooh, this is a big universe that they kind of built that yeah. really flows together nicely. So I just used to go through the booklets in the box sets because they they had the air dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's episodes. how I did the thing for That's her, how you right? did it. Yeah. Okay. So I went by the air dates. I just put them down in order and was like, yeah, these two kind of go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. That's pretty good. We did pretty good. So we'll do some like quick and dirty shit. Who do you hate more, Don or Connor? Connor. Connor. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Should we give a reasoning why? Or, or yeah, or is this or, just or, quick fire answer? Connor's a whiny piece of shit. Why? Why do you hate him? Um, because of the Cordelia arc. Okay, yeah. that was I think. But uh, ruined they, Connor for they, me. They were both whiny pieces of shit. But they both were. But. Don oh, like that, that one that was that was like the, the weak point of season four of angel to me is that like uh cordelia showing back up with amnesia and blah 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 blah, blah. like and, they could have done so like and lady so many... Macbething on Connor. yeah, yeah. So just no, no no so much no yeah. so much no yeah. so much wrong see but i still hate don too you know what i mean like i hate them both like i think that's my answer is like i can't really pick one yeah. they both bother me if i had to pick one that i like dislike least probably dawn i guess mainly yeah. because like she doesn't factor as heavily onto like the plot itself of the show yeah um until much later and even then like when they're like oh she may be a potential which i always thought i'm like if she shares buffy's dna she should be a slayer like it never made sense to me that she wasn't yeah i so. agree and the fact that she was mm. just special for being ordinary she was just like xander kind of thing that was yeah like, that's why they hooked up later yeah uh, oh like, we don't let's not, not talk I, about the comics not, not yet Can, i'm not ready <laughs> i'm not there i'm not there so when we do buffy episode part two we can all well, talk about the comics yeah um that's a whole another conversation yeah it's a yeah. Gro- it's an, un- an unpleasant conversation to have too yes indeed okay um 
favorite post firefly cameo favorite post firefly cameo now this spans both shows because there's three character or three actors that kind of flip flip across right gina torres gina torres Mm -hmm. as jasmine adam baldwin as uh dude whose name i can't remember right now Hamilton. hamilton And obviously Nathan, the awesome Nathan Fillion in his uh, worst role to as me, Caleb. Yeah. As Caleb. Okay, here's here's a huge caveat. I, as a person, hate Adam Baldwin. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, gamer, gamer absolutely, fuckhead. And I, 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 and I, I don't know. I know this is not a like the most popular podcast ever, but if this ever gets back to Adam Baldwin, <laughs> you go fuck suck. Yourself. Yeah, go fuck You're yourself. the worst. That being said. Um, as Hamilton, I quite enjoyed watching him. Yes, I like watching him as Jane too. So yeah, I think he's well, he my, was fabulous as Jane. Yeah, I think he's like I like he's my pick. Yeah, because I really enjoyed him. Like, I I think like I feel bad for both um, Nathan Fillion and Gina Torres because as um, uh, Caleb and Jasmine, as Caleb and Jasmine, they were so underserved by the scripts yeah. they were given. They were. And on Firefly, those two characters are so awesome. They're so good. Yeah. So good. Firefly, both so of them are good. so good. Um, so as as Zoe and Mal, like they are oh. just they're two of my I, favorite sci-fi characters ever, yeah. almost. Yeah. And then we get Caleb and Jasmine, and Jasmine was an afterthought. They were both afterthoughts. They were both afterthoughts, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell those were, especially, like, I feel like Hamilton was much more better thought out, and I think that's why it kind of stands out as, like, this is better. Yeah. Because that felt like, oh, shit, my other show got canceled. How can I help these guys out? So, like, I can't help help them both, like, everybody out, but I can help out a couple people, and it's pretty easy to be like, I need a, a male protag- or male antagonist for part of season seven. Yeah, I guess at this point, I, there's probably somebody else in mind, but I can bring Nathan Fillion in and everybody's going to be like, oh, awesome. Nathan's here, even though like, which this, I mean, is the writing is going to be dog shit. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, because they totally got fucked. Yeah. But that's yeah. I, I would say, though, that as a performance, like Caleb was probably a little bit more challenging than hamilton yes because hamilton was basically hugo weaving as agent smith yeah we totally was playing yeah. Agent Smith. Yeah. but that being said yeah, but like, it's also like totally against type for nathan fillion to play somebody that fucking repulsive like yeah. he's never he's always plays like smarmy but affable you know what yeah. i mean yes. like he's always like you kind of want to like him whereas that guy you're just like i hope i can't wait till somebody chops him from fucking dick to yeah. neck because that's how he dies, right? Like she goes up. With yeah, the scythe? she goes up. She goes with up. the scythe. Yeah. Oh, Even after he gets, he gets, but he still gets a fucking cold cock angel. Poor angel gets yeah. fucking morphed all the time in that show. Yep. That's it was like it was so funny too because I was just like when he shows up in that finale that season. Well, I guess it's the penultimate episode. It's not the actual finale. Yeah. When he shows up and sucker punches Caleb, I'm yes. like. I know this is going to end in the next episode with them bitching Angel out because he's on he's on Buffy, which means he's going to get bitched out because he always gets bitched out on Buffy. <laughs> yeah, like the crossover episode where he and Riley stand toe to toe with each other when Angel so clearly should have just fucking with them. Yes. ripped him apart. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I hated that. That that was like the worst crossover to me because yeah. just like there's no way I don't even care how roided out he is against a master brood vampire, he'd last 15 seconds, especially or less. Especially one as well trained as Angel is, because that's what season five, which is in the middle season of season, season end four. of end of season four. Oh, okay, right. So end it's still season. Four. I was thinking for, for some yeah. reason I was still thinking it was like it would have been rated at the same time as the Drew and 
Dar- Darla thing, which means Angel would have been fucking unstoppable from the amount of training he was doing mm-hmm. in season two right. of Angel. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who do you think had the best post-Buffy career? Post-Buffy? Post-Buffy career. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Two of my favorite actresses, Allison Hannigan and Amy Acker, maybe. I think Amy Acker's like actually had a, the most maybe maybe not the best, but like the most interesting kind of post. Yeah. But I Buffy think verse. Allison Hannigan is part of like one of the most famous sitcoms post Buffy, which yes, is How I Met Your, how I met your Mother. <sighs> so Sadly, I, I watched every episode of that show and I was so let down. I watched it too. I, I mean, hate it. That that was not one of my things. It was just like on. It was on. Yeah. And I did want to know. I, I did want. I wanted. Know. Yeah, I wanted it. To, I wanted to know, but I wanted it to be like what was in my head to, to be told. Yeah. What, yeah. What's that? What was in your head? I honestly, I was. It was not what they wrote. I don't remember what I really wanted to happen, but like what the end, the end, the way the end of that show happened, I was like, this fucking blows. Yeah, it did. I would have been totally happy if they like. I think what I would have been totally happy with is he had met. met uh, what's her name? Christina Miliania or whatever the actress's yes. name is. But like whoever, like who ended up being the actual mother. Yeah. If they just like met, had chemistry, which they did not, and then like lived happily ever after, I would have been like, oh, cool. That's fine. Yeah. But like doing that whole like last minute, like, oh, he goes back to Robin thing. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. That, that was disappointing. Fuck that was a lot of time. You. Yeah. That. It's like eight years. And yes. it's like, it's a show that I would rewatch because it's cutesy and like really light and easy to just kind of like sit some there. Some of the episodes are kind of funny. Too. Yeah. Like but I'm like, just... because I know the end of it is so bad that I, I have no ever nope. inclination to go back to it Never. ever again. Like I'll rewatch Community a million times, 30 Rock, MASH yeah. for some reason. I love rewatching. I don't know why, but like yeah. those shows I'll go back to over and over again. But like How I Met Your Mother, I'm like, no, fuck you. You're, you're dead to me now. The best parts of How I Met Your Mother were, um, I, I, lo- Han- I loved Allison. Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel. Yeah. And I like I I know Paul's probably gonna have some weird thing to say about this, but like Neil Patrick Harris is fucking hysterical on that he show. Is. He is hysterical. He is I hysterical. will not. I'm not d- denying that. We had a, a little conversation about um, Neil Patrick Harris not being a gay icon, and yeah. how that's different from being a gay person, and like it's just weird. But yeah. well, famous gay person, I think is probably yeah, more famous. accurate. Yeah. Than, yeah. But uh, that being said, don't get me wrong. Like from what I've seen of How I Met Your Mother, with which is not a lot, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, I've always really enjoyed the Barney. Yeah clips that i've seen yeah he's fucking funny in this. he's yeah. really so, funny yeah anyway so, uh, and I, and the connection with allison um alexis was oh on yeah alexis showing show up a yeah, few yeah. Times Actually, a couple, a couple other buffy people show up but those like they're the main two that really show up yeah frequently but like yeah yeah because the only uh, of like there's allison hannigan and amy acker and david barianas who had uh really bones. successful bones. careers he had yeah. bones i never watched bones i watched the first season it was not great because okay. i i was like i was such like a diehard angel fan i'm still to this day pissed off that, that show got canceled when it did like i who that, isn't man well because everybody gets to like up and earth because we're pissy about firefly oh like, yes but course. i'm always, always like i would have I'm fine with Firefly the way it is. I would have rather have seen another season of Angel than seen another season of Firefly. I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I think that Firefly had so much potential to be like the so best Joss show. I feel it like did. it was. I feel like it did. I feel like we we lucked out with those thirteen episodes, and I feel like it was. I I, I don't know if it would have been. I don't know if it, like I'm so not sure because it's so such a condensed piece that I'm yeah. like I don't know if it would have held together. We'll yeah. never know. You never know. That's the thing. You, get to, you could talk about it for a million years. Yeah. Whereas like at yeah. that point, Angel was like at his fucking peak. It and like was. we could have had another year of that. And I would have been like, ah, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what 
do you, I don't know. I don't know if the if you guys remember this, but there were um, rumors about um, a script that would have been around in season two about Inara getting gang raped by the Reavers yeah, yeah, and things that. like that. I'm like, I'm oh, glad we God. didn't have to see that. See, and, that's what I mean, though, because everything I've heard, and I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking a little bit over the top yeah. for me. You know what I mean? And it's like the more um, I, you know, we find out about like Joss Whedon and stuff like that, the more yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, let, do we, let's get into the Joss thing. So like, had, and I don't want to like sit here and like fucking dissect the whole like Hollywood, like oh, man. sex scandal thing that's going on it's, as we speak kind yeah. of thing, which is disgusting and weird. But like, I mean, we like, we're three people in a fucking basement in Toronto. Like it, our opinions are barely mattering at this point. Yeah. You know I mean? But I think that it is, um, like the Emma Thompson has been speaking out specifically against Harvey Weinstein saying that this is not har- the, these guys being sex addicts this is endemic of the the power structure within the industry yeah right. and even someone who like the the uh, the reason that Joss Whedon is is hurting more than someone like Harvey Weinstein is that Joss Whedon was supposed to be an ally. Yes, he, he was. He was supposed to be one of the good ones. And, yep. he, and he portrayed himself as that. He still does. Yeah, he does. He still tries to. Yeah, on Twitter, I've been seeing him like liking Patty Jenkins posts on Twitter yep. and things like that. Well, that might be, he might not even be managing that account anymore. That might just be like, we're working, in DC, be. Right, we're working DCEU kind of stuff yeah because if i were her i'd be like go fuck yourself dude like, yeah, yeah seriously so like and again these are quote-unquote allegations but uh, these allegations tend to actually like, you know what if this truth. goes and like this is totally speculative and like if this goes really poorly and like he gets kind of blacklisted for what's going on and yeah. like i can only imagine Zack snyder's probably gonna get hit for something at some point too because he is just it, i feel like he would be that kind of guy that's me totally fucking speculating so when you want to sue me for libel i guess i'm fucking free in the clear i am canadian though so it might be tricky yeah so come get me but anyway um i feel like they should just give the fucking keys to the whole kingdom to patty jenkins would it, i wouldn't right yeah please do that or, yeah, well please. at the very least like the justice league stuff give me batman like yeah. let me write direct <laughs> i have sure. no experience sure. i just have a bunch of really good story ideas for an awesome batman series of films sure, sure. so give me the, the writing keys give, to give, that give, yeah but the the rest of the keys i think i could kingdom, direct i've got a good visual eye. i can yeah. figure it out i i i think that um yeah give it give it to patty jenkins but like um i don't know uh you gotta be like, if I were Marvel right now, I'd be like, oh fuck, that's not our PR nightmare to worry about. Like, Joss yeah. isn't in our camp anymore, right? Like, literally. But uh, like, who knows? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, considering how endemic it is of the entire industry, like, who knows what the Russo brothers are like? Or yeah, like, yeah. and uh, it could because it was Joss, Joss. You know? Yeah, I feel I, like, and I feel like this may be. You guys are, I'm not, maybe I'm not as big a Buffy fan, like a Joss fan as you guys are or something Mm. like that. Like I'm so disconnected from it. And it's also like, I've had to do a lot of like separating author from art kind of thing Mm -hmm. with a lot of people that I really like and respect or respected and whatever. Like there's very few artists that I follow that have like been able to hold on to their like, I'm a really good person kind of spot in the world kind of thing. Like I can think of like the only one I can think of who's been able to do it is Eddie Vedder. Mm. Right. Who's like always been like stand up guy. Yeah. Even if he was tossing fucking uh, yeah. paper towels at people in Chicago the other day, just to be a 
jerk <laughs> off to Trump, but that's yeah. fine. And like, it's not only men who are uh, guilty of like doing that. Like Donna Karen was speaking out um, in in support of Harvey Weinstein, saying like maybe these women, the way they dress, were asking for it. Did and Kate the, Winslet as well? I I don't I didn't hear anything about Kate Winslet. I, so I, I don't, don't know. quote me. I feel like I oh that read, would that would hurt me. Scrolled past too. something, but I don't know. Okay, so okay. let's not. Like we can sit here and talk about this for two hours, which is not really yeah. the point of this episode. So, like, but what did this do to affect like your perception of Buffy, or I guess maybe just maybe Buffy specifically, but like his work overall? I think kind of. Well, it's man, it's so hard because you know what? I grew up with Buffy and um this show and the characters and i idolized joss whedon yeah well you guys especially the two of you are so like writers right like yes yeah i wanted to write for him i just want i wanted him to write a script that i drew that was about all i wanted out of him so yeah and i just we're we're both students of literature and we, we had to do things like Roland. We studied Roland Barthes and the death of the author, and yes. the idea that um, once the the art is in the public sphere, it no longer belongs to the author. And I'm not entirely sure that's true because I've we, always I've always had I've always felt that was a disconnect from something. Like there's there's something about that that doesn't ring true to me either. I I feel like in the this day and age, uh, especially like J.K. Rowling, right. Um, twitterizing like addendums to harry potter and things like that yeah the the game has changed a little bit because when you put out a finalized like edition out there like but we're still so we're so connected to the writers themselves as celebrity yeah that it's difficult to it's also like it's almost like she's uh, some of that bothers me with her because i'm like it kind of takes away from the um something that you and I like to do, which is like speculate past. Yeah. What the, like the written, like yeah. extrapolate from the written piece. Right. So like, right. yeah, we get to a certain point in X-Men and then be like, where would you go from here? And there's something that Paul and I do. And like, it's part of the reason why we did episode 50 the way we did. Mm-hmm. It was that that was part of the inspiration is I've talked ad nauseum with the dance robot dance team or like whatever you want to call us host group, whatever about Paul and I's weird thing about getting shit faced in one of our basements or whatever. And then ramblingly writing a fucking hundred page ba- or hundred book Batman opus or something like yeah. that, which like I went into detail about in, like in on episode fifty, yeah. like that kind of stuff is something Paul and I do a lot. So I'm like, that kind of stuff always weirds me out. Where it's like I have having the author always just like hopping in and being like, no, 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 no. yeah, that's not how it would go. I would go like this, but like, well, fuck yeah. off, like, right, you're ruining my fun. And so that makes it difficult for me to separate our art from author because in terms of Buffy, like Buffy is ours. It belongs to yeah. us in yes. a lot of ways, but it still doesn't change the fact that I'm going to be looking at those actresses saying, God, what, m- what did she go through? What, what has, yeah, yeah. Like what happened there? Like what I, don't, happened? I, I don't know. I don't know if any of those individual actresses had to go through anything with Joss Whedon in particular. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like he was certainly like from, the the letter that his ex-wife published it seemed that it it was more emotionally manipulative than full out like sexual assault as yeah a, yeah but right. it still seemed gross as yeah, fuck yeah. like Absolutely. this abuse of power yeah i felt see like, with his like his thing cuz i read the letter and was like it didn't necessarily feel like like an assaulty kind of thing yeah it felt more like 
taking advantage. Well, of, just more like an abusive relationship, but like an emotionally, like psychologically abusive kind of thing, which, which is, is even worse. Which it can it's, be even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, but like, with, does that, and I guess like we can talk about it forever, and I've said this four times now, but like, yeah. will you be able to rewatch Buffy the same way going forward now? N- no. Probably but, not. But it doesn't like, diminish will the you, power of Buffy. It okay, doesn't diminish it. But will you rewatch Buffy ever, do you think? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't have to give Joss Whedon any more money. No, I'm. I don't have to pay buy a ticket to uh, Justice League, and I'm not going to. I was never. I like if Patty See, Jenkins one, had been one, the one directing it. That one burns it. me because like I know I have to. Like we're we're gonna want to review it for the podcast, and I'm like I have to go see this movie, but I'm like fuck. I think that you can make the choice to not do that. I think that like we can and like we could talk about it with like we'll talk about it the, the three of us but I feel like with Tim and I we're just like, comic book nerds like I just want to see I want to see these characters I, yeah, I feel like I it sucks so bad like in that in that and especially in the Justice League case where I'm like I know it might not even be a good movie like who knows but like taking that completely out of the equation yeah. just being like oh fuck they're doing a Justice League movie yeah. why does like all this shit have to be attached with like why does batman have to be a sex predator on top of joss whedon being a sex predator and all this other shit i'm just like god damn it can't i just have my you just want to enjoy i just want my superhero movie you know what i mean i just want i don't even want my superhero movie i just want my fucking thing that is going to be mine you know what i mean and and what really pisses me off is that i would love to be able to enjoy this in a vacuum and or give my money to people who I re- like Gal Gadot who I want I want yeah. to throw more money at throw, Gal Gadot give her Wonder, all Wonder the Woman. money or yes. Ezra, Ezra Miller as the Flash I'm really excited for yeah. um but Grant, Grant Gustin will always be my Flash yeah um but uh Jason Momoa um making the rape joke about um, I've heard I've heard some weird that, shit yeah. this, this week's been like Reddit like rumor mill hungry and he's come up a number of times jason momoa actually issued an apology yeah. for his uh comments about being able like the joys of being able to rape people in a fantasy story stuff like that uh um, well considering what he did in game of thrones there's and, and he yeah like, it's such a weird like maybe just keep your fucking mouth shut yeah it's like that old bit and like i go back to this bit a lot where like it's a it's an old lewis black bit where he's talking about um i, I think it's exactly he's it's talking about ted cruz Mm-hmm. Um, this is way before Tech Crew actually really became a thing, but he's like, uh, I think he's talking about how gays should, I don't know, be sterilized or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. But Lewis Black's just like, that's something that like you can't control what goes on in his head, but he should be able to think those things, but he should shut his fucking mouth and not say them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the kind of thing which is like, you know what? Nobody can control or fucking hold you accountable for what goes on in your head. Mm-hmm. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't talk about how it seems like such a great idea that you can rape women in these fantasies. It's just not always a good idea to just open your mouth and say things. Yeah, just like openly you know? open your mouth. It's, it's yeah. Three people on a podcast say right now. <laughs> but but if you yeah. look, like, if I do the math on Justice League, I have um, on the pro side, I've got Ezra Miller and Gal Gadot. Yep, love them, and and Amy Adams. Even though um, I, actually, I like I, you know what I've never heard anything bad about Henry Cavill either. Like I always, yeah. and I like Henry Cavill, and I feel like he's been. This is such a like we're so tangenting at this point, which is fine. But like I feel like he's been so misserved by the way this franchise has gone. Yeah, it's I'm not, just like, it's oh not man, he's such like a good like he'd be an awesome Superman. Yeah, if somebody who knew how to write Superman. Yeah, like I hate. Um, like I don't particularly like Max Landis. I'm sure he'll probably actually li- he'll be the one person who listens to this podcast and hears me slam him because he just listens to everything apparently. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't. But he did write a really good Superman story, and I would love to see Henry Cavill get to do like that American Alien style, like 
just Superman, Superman being Superman. Yeah, like something like that. Oh, like he'd be, so, be good. so good. Because he's a good actor. But yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, do I punish all those other people for Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Josh and Josh Sweden, Sweden. Zack Snyder? Well, but Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, I haven't heard anything. That's just me being a fucking asshole, and I don't like Zack Snyder. But so. I'm not saying about a person. But like, look at the movies that he's made in the past. Yeah, Does which, he deserve our money anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would say no. Yeah, I fair. saw Sucker Punch. That in itself, like... And I'm sure... Did I'm, you make it the whole way through that movie? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, it was a rough sit, though. I turned that off. Yeah, it was a rough Good sit. Good for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've uh, we've had that discussion. So we can end this episode on a brighter note. Let's it is, do that. It is now October. And the Dance Robot Dance crew, who is absent right now and on vacation... And actually, the reason why he, Tim is on vacation is because he was going to do more Halloween shit... And because it's that time of year, I figure we end the episode and we make a decision about what our favorite Buffy slash Angel, I will give you that season five episode, what our favorite Halloween episode is on Buffy or Angel. Why don't we start with uh, with our guest, Becky? Okay. Um, favorite Halloween episode probably is the season two yeah, uh, okay. Buffy episode, which I believe is just called Halloween. Yeah, it's just Halloween. Um just for the pure fact of it's still great to watch back um, yeah it's fun. it's a fun episode it's a fun and it's got episode. good spike bits too which is like always nice right yes like, and we do get that little bit of that tease of giles's past yep in that episode um we get the the foreshadowing of oz and uh Willow, Willow. Willow. Mm-hmm. and also, moment. and I think I said this. I, I don't think, though, if I said this on the podcast or not. But like, as she's walking by him and fucking treble charges playing, <laughs> just <laughs> makes my '90s heart beat. Which funny story? The guys in treble charger, they nobody got paid for that. Like no. they didn't know, right? That they were on there until a fan, like, and it fucking, it, it could have been, it could have been me. Not, it wasn't actually, but like, it could have been me who was like watching the show in Canada and was like. That's fucking Trouble Charger. Yeah. And then like had sent like a message to the band on like their fucking PHBB fucking message board <laughs> in 1998 <laughs> and was like, hey, it's really awesome that you guys got used on Buffy. And they were like, we didn't know we got used on Buffy. So they had to go back and like, I don't know if they sued or like got their shit, but like got their, royal- got they their got royalties. Their royalties. <laughs> they got the royalties for that episode, like after the fact, because of a fan. That is hilarious. It and it yeah. That nice. is so funny. How She Died was the song, too. Like, that's the title of that song. Uh, fucking good song, man. Good song. Good song. It's a good album. Yeah. That, It'll show that, up that, later in my list, actually. Maybe it's me. That Trouble Charger album is fucking spectacular. Yeah. That, yeah. So that would probably be my favorite. Cool. Paul? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the season four episode, Fear Itself. Fear Itself. That's a great one as well. Um, I love the... I've, I usually... Bunnies, man. The bunnies thing is what gets me every time. The bunnies time. thing. The bunnies. But for me, generally, I'm not a big fan of ghost stories and haunted houses because the it. Oh, you're gonna hate my Ghostbusters pitch then. Well, the thing is, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that like I have a thing about like just manageable power levels, and I find ghost stories like they just it's too nebulous of a concept for it's anyone like the to do- fight It's like directly. the Doctor Strange problem, right? Yeah. Where like you just yeah. even unless you can put hard limits on it, it the story goes out of control. Like there's no way to tell a story. Yeah, and then suddenly and then the, therefore the 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 culmination of that feels really fucking arbitrary. Yeah. And so uh, it's like I've always had this problem with ghost stories and haunted house stories. That being said, um the way th- the randomness of this episode is what makes me really love it. Yeah. Um the fact that um, uh, everyone was like uh, Xander and 
uh, Oz were anticipating changing into their mm-hmm. costumes again. And I don't, know, I don't know if Oz was so much or he was just being lazy about his costume. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. Probably, Probably a, little a, little, both. a little bit of yeah. both. He was a really smart guy, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but lazy. I love stuff. his introduction too. Like, I, that's something we didn't talk about in season two where like he just ran, like it's, they're getting like scoped by Microsoft or whatever. Yeah. Like, not Microsoft. Is that Microsoft. what's my line? Yeah, yeah, what's, what's yeah. my line? Where yeah. he's like, "Oh, canapé," like that shit yeah. that just makes me laugh. Oh yeah, um, your hair's your hair's brown. He's like, "Yeah, today, today, <laughs> so yeah. good." Uh, I love Seth Green. He was like, he was one of those like when he left, I was like, oh, "I miss Seth Green." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Fear itself um, has a lot of great moments of like Giles with the chainsaw. Yep. Um bunnies. Yeah, bunnies in general. <laughs> bunnies scare me. Yeah. Um the, the, the little the reveal of the demon the, is what re- always gets me because it's like so anticlimactic, right? The, it's the, amazing. It is Giles's um delivery of the final line where is she he's like, I knew it. And he says, Oh, and she, he's like the the caption on the the picture and she's like, What does it mean? He says Actual size. Actual yeah. size. The, he's so disappointed with yes. himself. Eh? He's yeah. like, so, "Fuck! I should know. Should have known that." And it's that that plays into the the kind of like Deus Ex Machina ending of haunted house stories yeah. in general. That, but it it pinged that so hard for me, and I just loved that episode from beginning to end. It was so good. That was a great um, episode. Even, uh, yeah, even the the beginning of it where they were like making fun of xander and like oh you're a townie <laughs> and Z- oh, Zan- I, I remember that conversation oh, i had just, that conversation myself a couple number of times yeah. i'm sure you probably did too with all those kids at brock right yeah a few times well you were so. a townie you're from Saint, like you're from niagara yeah yeah, yeah. So we, we all went we were all townies that went to a local university yeah heaven yeah. for fend yeah heaven for fend but yeah i think that overall that is my favorite halloween episode just because it was sensory overload delight cool yeah good cool. shout i have to give a shout out to the angel one because i do love that lauren episode like mm-hmm. it's so much fun mm-hmm. especially with gun running around pissing on everything that mm-hmm. just makes me yes. laugh and then uh angel and eve fucking behind the couch yeah and stuff like that like all that stuff made me laugh really hard mm-hmm. especially with like afterwards hamilton gets to make the snide little like we're not going to be making love on that couch i'm like that's good like yeah. that's a good burn buddy you yeah. got you got him there but i think i agree with i think the season two one is the best as long as nobody said season six because that fucking dumpster fire of an episode should never have happened uh, yeah that was so bad yeah it's a fucking terrible episode uh, it's like a waste of a halloween episode on buffy you know yeah. they're supposed to be good and they just shit the bed just indicative of season six altogether. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> season, yeah. Season two, like, don't get me wrong. I love the season two episode. Um, so I, many great moments. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of fun in there, right? Like, lots of fun. Yeah. Especially like, uh, I love the willow bursting through the, the wall and freaking Giles out. Giles and then he's, drops but then he's got to take us like a second and be like, look at her and be like, the fuck are you supposed to well, be? No, he, yeah. she, he, she says, I'm a ghost. And I'm he a, says, he says, the ghost of what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where she's got like the best six pack I've ever seen, like ever. Mm-hmm. Apparently when they, they told her she was gonna be wearing that outfit, she like hit the gym hard for like three weeks and like just crushed out a six pack. Like yeah. nice. 
Um, so. And I also really like um, Spike in that episode because of his just his glee of the chaos around. It was so much fun. Yeah, glee. and he was he was victorious. Yeah, like he he thought he had it in the bag. Yeah, he totally. Was gonna get, yeah, and then he was gonna get to Buffy. And when Buffy punches him out, yeah. when the 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 wig falls off. And Hi, honey. Like, Hi. Oh, you know what? We haven't talked about uh, Cordy in that episode in the Cordelia, cat outfit. Oh, like yes. a big great, great big cat. Uh, like I love the <laughs> Oz thing, but the um. When, who is it? I think it's oh, it's Willow talking to her, yeah, and being like, "You're not a cat. You're you're blah blah blah. We're friends, kind of, right? <laughs> yeah, right, like that right. whole bit. I'm like, this is great. That's great, Willow. When did you go totally mental? Like, just yeah, all the Buffy Her- speak going on too, and like Fantastic. Angel trying to figure out good. what the hell's going on with Buffy and all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. Yeah, that was so. a fun episode. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of us kicking off Halloween. It's a it, we're like a week later than we usually are with the Halloween stuff, so mm-hmm. it's good that we got to do Buffy because it is kind of like seasonal. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So we're well past two hours, so we're good to go. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. You can let us know what you thought about uh, Buffy or what your favorite episodes were, or you can go through the list of questions that I've asked so far and answer them because I'm not going to repeat them now at the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, and let us know uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, you can find us there, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast, assuming it doesn't get shut down at some point because Mark Zuckerberg's a scumbag, or Twitter, which may also be affected negatively by what's going on in the world, um, at DRD oh. underscore podcast. Or you can shoot us an email at uh, dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. Also, please give us a rate and review on the platform of your choice so that more people can find it because Christy hates sharing the podcast and I want more people to listen to it. That would be awesome. So for Dance Robot Dance, I'm Mark. I've been sitting here with our friend Becky. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. It was, it was a pleasure. And mm-hmm. Paul, who is leaving for Korea tomorrow morning uh, sadly, on a jet plane. But, yes. We already sang that on the other episode that I'm going to put out this week. So <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I will be going back to Korea tomorrow. But uh, he's, taking a, he's taking a shiny, well-working microphone with him. So he, we will probably have Paul on at, yes, at Nauseam. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yes, I'm very excited about that. All right. So have a good night, everybody. Grr, arg. Grr.